Good afternoon, beautiful people. It is Tuesday, July 6, 2021, years after zero. We're back on Sirius. We're live on YouTube. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since we've been on Sirius XM, Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio. <clears throat> We'd like to let you all know that it is great to be back. We can't thank you enough for listening wherever the hell you may be. And to the people watching at YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show, you are the best humans on earth. Now, I know we're in the middle of July, aren't we? We're in the middle. Oh, That's right. Oh, yeah. We're just past the birthday of uh, America Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. And there's not a lot going on, or is there? Wait Whoa. a second. Whoa, there's a match there? today where Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are going to be squaring off against each other in golf in Montana. We have to talk about that. There are odds on this. It is actually regulated. You can bet on FanDuel on the match today. That's at 5 o'clock. Interesting start time. None of us seem to be happy about it, <laughs> but it'll be on TNT. Charles Barkley will be on the call, as will others. Aaron Rodgers has been giving out quotes now at a press conference yesterday before the match. Is he sandbagging? Is Aaron Rodgers saying back? Because we know Phil and Tom, we got a chance to see them lose to uh, Tiger and Peyton, okay? Mm -hmm. And Phil is the PGA champion, and allegedly Tom Brady uh, tweeted out that Phil Mickelson emailed him this morning at 3 a.m. a cut-up of Phil Mickelson saying, we got to hit bombs and seeds and, and hellacious seeds. So Tom and Phil seem to be all in. Remember, Tom's draining... 60-foot putts, three oh, in a oh, row. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Three in a row. Phil Mickelson's yeah. doing his... What's that? Whoa. I mean, was he, that at Ty he, Schmidt? Ty Schmidt, what you just say? Well, he didn't make the second putt, but yeah, he made three in a row. I mean, uh, Tom uh, looks pretty true. good on the greens. The but. videos that are being released from Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson who have been there, done that in one of these matches before. Now, this time it is all alternating shots, so they only got to experience that for nine holes, I think, the last time they were teammates. But they've been... They're coming out saying, hey, we're good. We're golfing. Yeah. Hey, we're going. Aaron Rodgers, complete opposite. Bryson DeChambeau, his caddy quit last fucking week. Now, Ian Rappaport's breaking news stories about it. It seems like the team that is heavily favored in this thing, which is Aaron and DeChambeau, they're at minus like 196 or something at this yeah. point. You're, yeah, you bet a hundo, you're only winning like 50 at this point on that. And and, and Tom and and Phil are, are the underdogs at a pretty pretty favorable price with, with Phil winning the PGA just a couple weeks ago, even though he's 51 years old. He's hot. He and Tom seem to be on the page, uh, same page. DeChambeau doesn't have a caddy right now. Mm-mm. And Aaron, talking about golf, I loved it. I want to let you know because what he was saying about golf kind of echoes my sentiment. He was talking about how I've got a life. I've been grinding on my life, working on myself and staying in shape. Golf is tough in Los Angeles. There's not a lot of courses to play, and there's traffic all of the time. When I think about spending an hour sitting in traffic and four and a half hours on the course, I think, what else could I be doing for five and a half hours of my life? (laughs) Valid question. He's a deep thinker. I think we all learned that this year. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, a lot more than anybody has ever probably given him credit other than those who have known him uh, kind of personally behind the scenes because he never really spoke that much. He said, I could read a book. I could read something interesting on the internet. Shout out. Shout out. out. Shout out. Could read something on the internet. I could meditate. Hum. Hum. You could do that a lot, five and a half hours. Yeah. 
I'm like that kid uh, in Accepted, by the way. I have no idea how you guys meditate, people that do. I've heard it's awesome for you. I've never fucking got there, though. I've tried my best to get there. I've tried to get to the point of Zen or whatever the hell it is, and I breathe in, and I breathe out, and I breathe in, and I breathe out. Then I start thinking, oh, oh this is pretty good breath. That's pretty good sound. Maybe it's a little, oh, it's, oh, that's not supposed to be thinking. I can't do it. He said I could do that. He's right. He also said I could go for a walk on the beach, kind of house in the boo. I could do just about anything that gives me pleasure besides golf. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now you think about that and you think about Tom Brady tweeting out that video saying, Phil emailed this morning. Three, you have to wonder who is really in this to win it right now. Is Aaron sandbagging and did DeChambeau's uh, caddy quit because he wasn't committed enough to this match oh, in Montana? Certainly is possible. that why Bryson and the caddy got into it? Or was it because of what Ian Rapport said, which is Bryson could be a little uh, insufferable to his caddy the mm-hmm. way they yelled he couldn't take it anymore. This feels like Phil and Tom's match to lose here. They are very big underdogs and I just don't know how it's going to play out. We got to talk about that, who we're going to bet on and what your thoughts are. At Boston Connor joins us, obviously. Uh, your thoughts on the match. It's starting at 5 o'clock. Interesting time. Tom Brady's involved. Super Bowl champion. Super yep. Bowl MVP. The NFL MVP is involved. Aaron Rodgers. Phil Mickelson, amazing. I think a lot of people wish like it was a Brooksy Bryson or yeah. maybe Aaron and, and Brooks. Uh, the whole thing. Right. Are you pumped up? I am actually going to watch the hell out of this. Absolutely. Are you you as pumped as I am? Yeah, I'm very excited for this, actually, because I think there's going to be good moments no matter what. Like, even if Rodgers holes in like Brady did last time, that'll be a great moment. I hope they have some stuff planned for the caddies, but I don't get the line. Because, you know, we know they got chandeliers in Vegas because they typically know what's going to happen. Yes. So why is Rodgers who's saying, I'm not golfing for five and a half hours, with the guy who doesn't have a caddy favored over the PGA champion and possibly one of the most competitive people of all time? It makes no sense. Well, and I think the books are thinking back to how Tom played last time. Ooh, okay. They're like, oh, this guy stunk. Everybody Mm -hmm. remembers the pitch or or the chip in, which was fantastic. And I think you could see that Tom was maybe finding his swing at one point, but he was very clear not in golf season shape for right. sure you know it was he was just going to tampa remember i think at this time he was either breaking into people's houses to mm-hmm. get playbooks yeah. he was doing something he was getting kicked out of parks he wasn't able he's was learning he wasn't golfing i think the sports books maybe are like everybody remembers the chip and this is the time for us to maybe take advantage this guy can't golf for shit or yeah whatever. but i think tom also saw that yes you think Tom's going to go back out there and still have that same miserable hour or whatever with Charles Bark? Remember, Charles uh, was chirping him at one oh, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Tom even said at one point, like, I play against you. Tra-. Like, I think there was a little bit of that moment where Tom's like, I'm never going to experience that again. Probably been at the range. Probably been working oh, a little yeah. bit. We're going to see a much better Tom Brady on the golf course, I think, today. And it does, it kind of is fascinating to me because Phil Mickelson, while Brooks and Bryson have been fighting, Phil Mickelson has chimed in numerous times. Like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, I'm the PGA champion, by the way. Mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson has dialed it up to a beautiful 10 on social media, buying into who Fickle... Uh, fickle. Hey, Fickle Phil fickle. Mickelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson buying into who he is, though. Like, you know, Phil Mickelson, I think he finally bought in. Like, okay, I'm the nerd from California that mm-hmm. was the second. I, like, people know a lot about me at this point. He kind of bought in. And I think the public is like, he knows how big this is going to be today. Yes. If he plays great golf, he knows that he's going to be. The Seeds promo is going to be running everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to sell more of that coffee that oh, he has. Yeah. He's going to be able to work all. Phil Mickelson is awesome right now. This is my favorite phil mickelson i think in the in the entire history of filming but i guess you can't sleep on 
DeChambeau, you know, is a needle mover. Yeah. And we're 7,000 feet above sea level. Yeah. This donkey, big ball whacking guy might hit a 450-yard drive mm-hmm. up there. That well, might happen today. It'll be interesting to see, too, because the last one, the weather was really shitty. And I wonder if that, you know, like I mean, it rained. It poured, like, almost the entire time. time. If it's nice today, you, I mean, who knows? Maybe Tom plays a little bit better. But we talked about this before. Like, yeah, Rodgers hasn't played much. Like, He's not going to go do this on national TV if he's yeah, not right. very comfortable with yes. his game. Like I think he's he, cerebral. Yeah, and he's also very competitive. Like obviously, probably a very good golfer. He like he, is, he knows how to dial way. it up. Yeah, and, and he said I think like there was a point where I was playing four to five times a week in the off season, and I just got to a point where like I knew I wasn't going to get any better or be able to compete at the next stage. But I feel like if yeah. you get to that point, like you still got it in there. Very yeah, good. So exactly. Like, they always say this about. Uh, basketball shooters Mm -hmm. like if you can shoot you'll always be able to shoot like even if you can't run anymore you won't be able you'll still be able to put the ball into the hoop whether it's a free throw if you're a great shooter that's something you're going to be able to get i feel like with golfing now everybody sucks at golf right at some point Mm -hmm. now the pros suck a lot less than everybody else but they have their moments of sucking in golf golf you suck at golf that's what you do that's why everybody loves it because it is very relatable whenever you see somebody who's been golfing for five to ten years do a shot that you would do potentially just golfing in your first six to seven months i mean that happens in golf now stacking those on top of each other is the difference between someone who is the absolute shit and terrible to golf with (laughs) okay because it takes forever and then just being standing Standard common amateur golfer out right. there. But there's levels to that as well. Oh, yeah. And how many misses is normally the determiner of who is at the higher levels or not. I think Aaron could pick up a set of clubs and his natural level of golf would be better than 99% of the motherfuckers out there. Yes. Without question. And they just had his tailor-made fitting they just put out there. Hey, he looks... Smooth he, hey, It looked mm-hmm. very smooth. Aaron could come out here and just absolutely slice and dice. They're alternating shots. So if DeChambeau at 7,000 uh, feet above sea level uh, hits it 400 yards and Aaron hits a clean iron... I mean, we're talking potential runaway here, but we cannot. And listen, Skip Bayless said this this morning. Yeah. Betting against Tom Brady is fucking miserable. Yeah. It is absolutely miserable. Yeah. Now, it worked whenever, because you were betting on Tiger. Mm-hmm, of course. It, which is kind of counteracts. Like, okay, I'm going to bet on Tiger in golf if it's happening. That hasn't always won you money, obviously, as of late, but it's normally a pretty good bet. You have a good time with it. And in the match, he and Peyton did get the win. But Skip Bayless said it this morning, hammered it home a few different times. And to be honest, I it made a lot of sense. How do you bet against Tom Brady in this? He's going to be a much different golfer. And when you mentioned earlier that it was raining, I completely forgot about that because whenever the ground's soft, if you miss the ball at all, if you don't hit the ball first, that's the difference, by the way, between the levels of golfers here, Mm -hmm. is there's the the pros that always have the same. They hit ball first, then ground, then divot, then they're out, right? And then the good amateur golfers that you'll potentially run into at a scramble that are hustling everybody, but they're not good enough to be pros. They still hit ball, but they're divots are inconsistent you don't know it. the people that are at the other level they're hitting ground first then ball it's mm-hmm. just a complete different game it's a complete different way to swing if you accidentally hit ball or ground at all when it's wet could bury you absolutely bury you tom brady might be fucking unbelievable in this particular game yeah well and like you said with the alternating shot that'll be that i think that'll be because phil hits it 
hits the shit off it off the mm-hmm. tee too. But like, if those guys are hitting fairways and you know they're hitting it, like you said, four hundred yards, and it's in the middle of the fairway, Rodgers and Brady, I think, will be able to pin. What do we seat. got? Like, we got closest to the pin bet. I mean, popping yeah, off. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Are they now? They're all mic'd up in this thing, right? Yeah, I at think all so. times, and then they drop in. There's and out. no fans. We got so. the cameras in the caddy or hey, in the uh, five golf o'clock. Let's yeah, go. here we go. Here we go. Hey, that's a big deal. Yeah, I'm very excited. For I this. am too. I'm pretty pumped up about it. I, I, just strictly because I like watching people compete. I like watching competitive people compete. You know, like I very yeah. much enjoy that. Just because it, they know it's a show. You know, but if things are going bad on golf. And you maybe potential a million people are watching you. I couldn't even when five or six people are watching, it's tough. Yeah. But whenever there's a couple million people watching and you're a super uber competitive person and there's a lot going on, there's moments there that could probably get some natural fuck reactions. Oh yeah. And that's what I'm here for. I I would like one good son of like that those tiger moments. Mm -hmm. Oh come on, fucking tiger! Tiger, incredible. Yeah, those are. There's a chance some of those. Or do they know this is just your content and they kind of dial it back a little bit? Do they dial back the competitive juices? Do you think there's any chance Tom Brady and Phil want to go zero and two in these matches? Mm -mm. Do you think there's any chance? I mean, maybe. We don't have DeChambeau. What the fuck? Where's DeChambeau at? What, what type of donkey, big ball, whacker guy are yeah. we getting here? You know what I mean? What are we getting out of DeChambeau? He's the ultimate mystery box here, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And they all might turn it up because DeChambeau might have the chip on his shoulder like, oh, my caddy wants to leave? You oh. think I suck at golf, do oh. you? Watch me hit this ball 500 yards as we're 7,000 feet above sea level. And Brady Rogers, both a lot of Montana ties. Maybe they played this course before, too. Kind of know the ropes a little. and okay, might go be through able the to- Montana. So Brady's got a house in Montana, always has the team out there. I assume, you know, they meander on over to the country club, have a couple brouhaha's, hang out, some, you know, bonding. And, of course, you know, Rogers went to community college, correct? Butte, isn't is yeah, that it's it? in California. It's in California, California. But there okay. is a Butte, uh, Montana. But there is a Butte, Montana. Right. Which, right. by the way, Cold Anderson's from. Yeah, the world. there Shout it is. Out. So Shout out to they Butte. have a Butte tie, so yeah. there has to be some sort of I was very. Here. By the way, I was very excited to hear Yeah, what, I thought you had something. Yeah, I did, too. Shit, okay. I thought we were fucking learning something about both these guys. So it's a Brady home game, then. Even, even no, more so. To be honest, I think where the golf course is in Montana because I, I might be wrong here, but I've had numerous people in my life from Montana. And let me tell you, Montana, fuck, we need to get there. Okay, mm-hmm. Every human I've Love met from Montana. Montana has been damn near the same exact person other than Brock Osweiler, <laughs> who's seven foot tall. Okay, Everybody else is about 5'4", and they just have a blast. And they seem to be tough sons of bitches out there. Oh, yeah. And it, but I think they're cities. I think there's like... You know, where the University of Montana is might yeah. be in uh, Helena. Helena. And then there's another one. And then there's like a lake where all the, the there's like uber money, I think, super rich oh, people yeah. in a lake out here. And I think this golf course, though, is in another. I, I don't think it's like as close as we think it. I think this is. I don't think there's a lot of people golfing at this course, to oh, be honest. Very hoity-toity. I wonder. There. Yeah, I wonder how you get. I believe it's invitation only because I Mitt, asked. Yeah, this I is asked where Mitt. a Mitt would yeah, be. Right. Good. Hey, Mitt, this is. Now, listen, a lot of people question why Mitt's here. Mitt's one of the hardest working humans I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was an intern once and just chose to never leave. Mm -hmm. And his dad, Tom McMahon... Made me a pro bowler, all pro, and very rich. Okay? Shout out. So <laughs> shout out to Tom McMahon. Uh, shout out to him and Mitt, by the way. Tom McMahon, though, from Montana. Okay, Mitt, I assume, had to go back to Montana on a regular basis. This golf course is pretty separate from where all the rich people live on that one lake. What's that lake over there? 
I think you're talking about Flathead Lake. Yes, that is the lake. There's a bunch of money at that lake, right? Like super duper money at that lake. Oh, yeah. There are some sweet houses, sweet lake. It's, I think, one of the third or fourth biggest in America. Yeah. Big money, though. It's We're huge. talking like big, big money people. Like, I, I think uh, if like you go. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, you're talking like, yeah. I think, very mm-hmm. big money there. But that's nowhere near where this golf course is, right? It kind of is. I think it's on the more left side. So Montana's huge. You can take like eight hours driving just around. I had to do that as a kid a lot. Um, and then, yeah, it's but it's north. Like, that's also on the north side. I'm oh. not sure where the golf course is at. It How is, do you get into this course? Is there any way? Have, do you know anybody? Your dad, I feel like, is pretty big Montana, right? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, my dad's one of like 16, so pretty big family. I have no clue how you even get on this course. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, so he's got a lot of a lot of connections in Montana. Right. It's a he's, big family. One of 16, by the way. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. Think about that. Yeah, what number? Where does he fall? Do you I know? He's is in he... the middle. I think he's, I think he's in the middle, isn't he? No, he is the second to last. Oh, okay. wow. I did, not, I did not know that. Tough grind, I'm sure. Yeah. I think his dad was pretty tough. Yeah, I think it was like a ranch life they had Ooh, to live. Oh, yeah, man. And I think he... Uh, Breaking horses. So what the hell? Yeah, I think he broke yeah. wild horses. Yep. How'd we get him then? What, ha- what, what, what happened <laughs> was, along the way? So was Tom literally broke horses as a child. I think he got kicked in the head by a horse one time. Actually has a metal uh, plate surgically in his head Holy from being shit. a child when he got kicked off. That is correct. Mitch has told me a <laughs> thumbs up. So he's been do- he was doing this like as a, I think like a 10 year old, nine, 10 mm-hmm. year old on the ranch, got kicked by the thing, did the whole thing. And then I think he decided like, okay, I'm gonna work my fucking ass off so I don't have to get kicked in the head by horses. Yeah. And then he got into the coaching game and he's just, he's taking that same ranch, one of 16, to football, I think the guy's on meth all the time. He never sleeps. So that's how we got met. Wow. Okay. That's fair, how we got fair enough. <laughs> no, but we're lucky, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, Tom, Tom's a legend of a human. I hope they get it figured out over there in Denver and that special teams because he deserves it. But goddamn, he's the man. And I, I don't think Tom exactly knows how Mitt popped up either. Oh, you know what no I mean? Clue. I think there's a lot of questions he has about the whole thing. But we're excited. Montana's on the map. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here, here we go. go. Pop the map. Uh, joining us right now uh, is a man who I believe is one of the founders of uh, something that's going on called the Offensive Line Mastermind. Ooh. I believe it's a group of offensive linemen in the trenches coming together to maybe share some inside secrets or maybe talk business or talk the game. Ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champion from the Philadelphia Eagles and Oklahoma, ladies and gentlemen, Lane Johnson. Yeah! Hey, what's going on, Diner? What's going on, man? My fucking ear things just died. I mean, literally, <laughs> as you said oh, hello. No. All right, I can hear you over here. It's echoing, but I apologize. Hey, Lane, um, you look fucking shredded, dude. We, we, we went through your Instagram today, and you and Gabe, I don't know what's going on over there. You look like you could play tight end right now. Are you in the best shape of your life? I'm in good shape, but they got a little bit of Photoshop. Uh, on the internet nowadays so you can't really believe everything you see pat so i'm feeling good though i know that are you filtering abs onto your are you painting abs onto your instagram lane no way (laughs) oh no that's real (laughs) what a dog man what have you been up to have you just been getting after it running any changing in your training or is it just same old same old with gabe same old, same old. Uh, we start camp july 27th Uh, i like to do a little bit of swimming now uh, every now and again, a little bit low impact. You know, these bigger guys, it's kind of hard on your joints. So we uh, we do a little bit of swimming every now and then. 
Where are you at? In like a, a creek over there in, in in Oklahoma? I'm in the parking lot. I've been handling big business all morning. I had to pull over and get this interview, you know, going. So what are you doing? Uh, hey, this offensive line mastermind, is this something you founded? What is it? What do we got going on? Yeah, it was uh, me and Duke Mannyweather, who uh, who trains a lot of the pro guys down there in Dallas. He, he got an idea one a couple years ago to get these guys at the summit and, and get the best of the guys in the league. And right now we have about 150 guys uh, supposed to be coming this weekend. But really we go in there, we, we break down the defensive ends, we watch a lot of film and try to get plans of attack you know, against these monsters out on the edge. So uh, we do a little bit of that. Uh, we got a wing eating competition, a little bit of beer Ooh, drinking going. Wow! Hey, uh, Yeti sponsoring us. Everybody gets a little little Yeti cup to take home, uh, some Crocs. So it's a, it's a really big deal, Pat. Uh, hey. I think uh, Gullick Jr. is going to be there. Uh, so yeah, man, it's it's going to be nice. He just got done calling the hot dog eating contest. Now he's going down to the offensive line mastermind wing eating contest and beer chugging contest. That's awesome. Um, how? How vital is this in the world that we're living in now? Because I remember back in the day, and you'll know more about this than me, uh, like Vaughn Miller or somebody set up a pass rushing like kind of summit or something like that. And I remember there being some gripes amongst offensive linemen with their teammates potentially going and teaching other defensive ends that they're going to have to play against how to potentially beat them and make their money. That, that was kind of like the initial grudge. But then everybody was like, got over it. was like, hey, iron sharpens iron. Let's just get better, get better. And now every kind of group is doing that. The offensive line one, how easy or hard was it to get everybody to kind of buy in and come together? Was it a pretty easy thing? Did everybody want uh, to do it? You know, the first year was kind of slow, but really last year kind of took off where really everybody just kind of talks about their style of play, how they attack, uh, you know, the game week, what they're looking for when they're playing against somebody. And obviously, you know, everybody can have all these plans, but, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So uh, <laughs> it's it's just a great way to get input from other players. Um, you know, great, great tackles, great guards, get in the room and – we just talk ball, and then we go on the field for a few hours, go over different stuff. But um, uh, I guess with any style of play, I guess it's like an art form, so everybody has a different way of attacking um, whoever they're playing. So um, that's really it. But, yeah, everybody kind of got over. You know, nobody's making little secret notebooks and taking it home and, oh, this is how we're going to block him, this, that, and other. So, um, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, whenever you, is there anything you've picked up from one of these from somebody, even at like with how good you are, has there been anything that, you know, has maybe osmosis into each other's games? Do you think it has heightened everybody's ability? You think it's made everybody better? Yeah, I think it all came about whenever, uh, Baldinger, um, got Joe Thomas interviewed and how he kind of, um, went through each different guy that he, he played and what he was looking for. And one thing Joe always talked about was I'm going to take away whatever he, his best attribute is. So if he has a long arm, I'm going to take that away from him and make him use his secondary move. So I think watching that clip kind of got my mind boggling and got, a, and got Duke's mind uh, rushing a little bit. So uh, the great thing about it is, man, I get a lot of these older guys in here too um, coming here and just really teach a lot of these guys something we may not know. There's there's a lot of college kids that are, that are coming too, so – they may not be a drinking beer contest yet because I'm, I'm not sure if they're uh, of age, but they can learn a thing or two maybe about hand placement and usage uh, when it comes to football. I wonder about this generation's beer chugging, too. I think it might have changed a little bit. I hope that – I assume there's still offensive linemen out there handling business. 
There he is. Okay. All right. yeah, okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey, that's there. good. Uh, whenever you mentioned there, Joe Thomas, I immediately thought to myself, like, um, you know, best of all time. Whenever you start thinking in that position in an offensive line, is that something you can do with the offensive line position because everything's so dependent upon who's next to you? Do you think it's a? Do you think like those types of conversations can be had with something that is such a group thing like the offensive line? About what the greatness of players or what makes them great? Yeah, like who's the greatest? I think there's a lot of situations where it's like, like for instance, some wide receivers, like quarterback, like it's uh, there's a lot in football. There's a lot. So whenever you talk about yeah. like the greatest, isn't offensive line? That's a tough one, isn't it? I think that's a pretty, pretty tough yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it is tough. And when you talk about Joe Thomas, I mean, you talk about consistency, never missed a snap, and really never got beat. Um, would I put him in the same like athleticism as like a Trent Williams? No, but at the end of the day, are they both getting the job done to an exceptional high level? Yeah, so it's kind of the same way with fighters, like the same way with punters, same way with kickers. Everybody has their different ways. So um, I think a good like comparison would be like a Randy Moss, uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice has all the records. Uh, nobody, I think, will touch him. But when you talk about Randy Moss, have you ever seen anybody do the things that he could do on the football field? Uh, I have it. So that's, that's kind of yeah. That's the beauty of it. So you get to see all these great tackles, great guards, and everybody can have their favorite player. But Joe Thomas is definitely up there. I'm not sure who's the best. Maybe Walter Jones. Maybe Anthony Munoz. But all three of them are pretty good. Well, I mean, there's a lot of greats out there, and that's like it's nice to hear greatness be recognized by other greats. And I'd assume that's the most for especially an offensive lineman, but any any guy that you'd want to be friends with in the NFL, I think that's what they genuinely care about. So, um, Lane, have you always just been a, a massive, white, incredibly athletic dude? We were looking at some of these fucking photos. Oh, yeah. Hey, we, we Googled you. I, I was a basketball player, man. That's what I grew up doing. I didn't – I played football uh, just because that was another thing to do, but basketball was my thing. That's what I loved doing. Uh um, Did you stink? I, I played the three. I really shot a lot of threes. I didn't really go into. I'd go into the paint every now and then, but you're ahead like, of your time. I like to stay outside, maybe shake and bake, and, and hit a three in front of somebody. That's what I like doing. <laughs> well, that obviously helped your feet, though. I mean, you're like incredibly athletic. That had to pay off. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if I was to go in the NBA, I would love to be like a Dennis Rodman type. I wouldn't. I'd get maybe no points, just just guarding somebody up, getting rebounds. That's what I like to do. Yeah, try not to get your ankles broken. Put on an M1 mixtape. You know hey, I mean? hey, no holding. That used to that was awesome. <laughs> no holding. No hold, man. When hot sauce and the professor came into my life, I mean it was a very different street ball game in Plumborough, Pennsylvania, all of a sudden. I thought I was the shit. <laughs> yeah. I was so bad. Uh Lane, let's transition into the team you're on and a team that you're a staple of. Philadelphia Eagles obviously going through a lot of transition. I mean, an insane amount of transition this offseason. There's been 55 different messages, it sounds like, or different ways going out there. What are your thoughts on the future this season? And if you're like an Eagles fan, how should you be feeling? You should be excited, I assume? They should be very excited. Uh, really, I mean, even as players, you don't know what to expect. I mean, we went over a lot of stuff during OTAs, but you have limited contact limited you know what you can do so training camp will be interesting getting there get the playbook down and then once the first couple of games start i guess we'll kind of see what team we're going to be and where we're headed but yeah man it's 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 been a very interesting year a lot of new guys coming in and out um so yeah man it's it's really what do you do there because i remember back whenever 
There was a lot going on. Obviously, everybody on our team got cut. You know, like everybody. Peyton Manning got cut. I mean, that happened. I, got, I was getting texts from teammates like, hey, do not answer a 317 number of any kind. Okay, they are firing everybody out here. I'm like, you got it. But for me, you're just as a player, you're just sitting back and watching all this. And you, you, you know, you know nothing, really, by the way. And you got people asking you. They're like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going on? It's like, I have no idea. This season for you, this offseason had to be a lot of that. I just to him like hey what is going on you have no idea but when you get in there you have trust you have to i guess uh, have you ever seen a, a real big bad hornet's nest it's just a lot a lot of stuff going around that's that's what it's like right now i'm just i'm just staying away get around it a little bit but right now i'm, I'm staying away from the hornet's nest uh getting this getting this body right for training camp and hey then you then you know what it is it's six months of of uh, pedal to the metal. Imagine that team coming together and winning it, though. Oh. It would be fucking unbelievable. I think it'd be really cool to watch. We were that 32nd ranked team after the uh, obvious 2 and 14 year. We had shirts on there and everything, the amount of shit that was being said. And then we went Didn't on. Didn't you like that, though? You huh? like that. You, you, had, you had no expectations. You, you were expected to be terrible, and you just come out just throwing haymakers. It's nice, too, whenever you do Because you guys, there for a little bit, I mean, Eagles immediately became a target i mean that was a, a team team and then you like a yeah, team that people we made the playoffs three years in a row we weren't where we were you know that year but we were still competitive and then last year obviously the super down year so yeah man we have i mean we have a lot to prove the nfc east has a lot to prove man hey we're the we're the dumpster fire of the league so to speak when you go to you know all the websites the pfs hey we're not very good so we got we got a lot of work to do man Hey, just stay away from the horse. Fuck them all, man. Yeah. Fuck them all. Go ahead, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Lane, you were just talking about getting your body right, and I remember back in April you were wrestling Jay Glazer. Are you going to be doing any more of that, or are you kind of putting that to rest and not doing that anymore? No, I let, I let uh, Andrew Whitworth take that over. You know, he's bigger <laughs> me and uh, a little bit more experienced, so I'll let him kind of take the reins on that one. What is this, what is this thing? I know yeah. I see people doing it. What? <laughs> what? It's called, uh, it's called pummeling. So you're trying to get you're trying to get leverage. It's a wrestling drill. So uh, really, it's a great way to get tired. And uh, hey, if you want to get some some romance going, you should try it with somebody. You get tired real quick, Pat. Them quads will be burning, son. They're yeah, burning. That, that chair just wore me out. Right there. <laughs> that chair just wore me out. Um, right. Hey, there was a quote that came out on social media, and I don't know where you did the interview, but obviously you're asked about Jalen Hurts, and you came out complimenting him, uh, saying that he carries himself with a confidence, uh, he carries himself like a veteran. What is your thoughts on Jalen? And he's in a fucking wild situation, too, that it's obviously the NFL, this can happen. This is the NFL. This is business. Things like this can happen. But how do you think he has handled himself through all of this behind the scenes that we haven't really got a chance to see? I think he's done really well. Uh, you know, what really impressed uh, me about him is how he handled his uh, transition from Alabama to Oklahoma. I think that spoke a lot about him, how he handled that. Um, did great at both schools. And then uh, even this past year when he got the uh, chance to go play, went and made some plays. But, you know, he, he stays himself. Uh, he, he works extremely hard. And then um, when the cameras are away, man, he's with teammates he's, he's hanging out he's with the receivers doing 707 so you know a lot of stuff's going on behind the scenes but like i said man that hornet's nest is you know it, it's, it's it's going crazy right now he's staying away and just 
and just trying to get the train to camp safe, man. Yeah, it's not easy to do. Last question here. We appreciate you so much, Lane. Go ahead, Todd. Lane, based on your Twitter and Instagram, is it safe to assume that you're the best fisherman in the NFL? And is that like a distinction you carry around? Like, do you let that be known that I am the best angler in this locker room? <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best angler, but I can. I think I may be the best caster. I'm pretty good at okay. putting, there we go. putting that lure right next to that log, right next to where it needs to be. But I'm I'm not bad. Uh, so if we had to have a little bass tournament one on one, maybe we should do that one one day. So what is that? Is that fly fishing? What is that? Are you a fly? No, no that's that's for trout. I, I fish for bass, so we, we use a lot of you know what a spinner bait is, artificial worms, oh, crankbaits. Oh, I love yeah. a crankbait. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, that crankbait. When I start getting in that crankbait down there, and I let that thing fucking drag yeah, that thing. Hey, I get a little bit of a drag <laughs> on that thing. Ha ha. Fit 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 fit. How fish up? Yeah. Yeah, you set that hook and reel that sucker in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Lane, good luck with offensive line masterminds. When is that? Is that this weekend? That's this weekend, so Friday and Saturday, and then uh, everybody parting ways Sunday. So it's down there in Dallas, and uh, in the, yeah, in enemy territory. So in Dallas, kind of got to sneak sneak uh, through there a little bit. Yeah. So uh, in Dallas, and then it's, it's over Saturday evening. Well, uh, good luck down there. This is awesome what you're doing. Good luck this season, and uh, congrats on being absolutely yoked, dude. You're a stud. Good luck this season, brother. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Lane Johnson. Yeah! Hey, he's what, like three something? What is yeah. that? Yeah, three, big body. How tall, 10, is, how tall is he, please? Can we can we find... Six, seven, it looks like. Gets Look measurable. at this <laughs> fucking guy. Are you kidding me? He's listed as six, six, three, ten. Okay, so that's NFL six, six, right? So that means no shoes. That's bare feet. Standing down, so you put him in some shoes. It's six, six, eight in cleats. Six, eight, probably. Good God. Just a full eight-pack yoked. Oh, my God. Good for him. Me and him were in the same league. You know yeah, that's right. that's right. <laughs> no way. That is unbelievable. We have some big news for you. Yeah. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's Ooh. non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. What? Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Should send him some. We should. Or just send him to Walmart because it's available there. Roman and Walmart. Mm -hmm. Everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also... Special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men healthcare products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. Hammer Down boys are in studio. Great to see you guys. Hammer Down goes live shortly after this show is over at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Down. These two men, I was going to call you boys, but you're men now. Hell yeah. Look at those beards, huh? Hell yeah. Diggs, you weren't up there? 
Huh? But with that beard, it, you weren't up there. Okay. <laughs> but with that beard in the New England area, you would have stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh-huh. Hey, no beers up there. They are John Cena faced from one part of Rhode Island to the other. That's I mean, right. it is shave. No sideburns. There is. It is. That is a very. So you're talking having Gumpy. Not only obviously a Canadian, which up there I assume they yeah. have a lot of questions yeah. for in the Revolution oh, region. Yeah. Like, hey, you guys are right here. Like, you could just could have used your help. Could you, you could join. Didn't you could edit this it, a lot, but, but hey, appreciate you guys. For sure. But also this beard. I mean, people were saying like, look at that. Oh, it's from out of town. He's not from. He must be from over there, left of here. Like your beard would have been unbelievable. But YouTube men. Mm-hmm. Are an ATM for people at youtube.com uh, forward slash hammer down. Will this continue forever? I've asked this question numerous times because me and Foxy have talked at great length about yes, we have. either the biggest scam running on the internet, which is you two lying about how good you're doing, oh. or maybe the we're witnessing publicly, like if this thing continues for a long time, I'm happy it's documented. We'll be able to go back. You guys might be on the biggest heater that has ever happened in sports gambling. Have you have you really let that sink in, or is that why you're not taking a hat off? Like, you're wearing this cowboy hat maybe forever? Is that why Ooh, this is potentially happening? Forever. Um, have you gotten into, like, rituals? Like, all right, we're only doing this on this day, this on this day, because I assume that happens in the sports gambling world, especially when you're as hot as you two have yeah. allegedly been. I assume right now we're picking up habits. We have receipts. There are habits. Go through the same morning routine, everything like that. Same betting routine every single day. And even though a dollar betting on baseball is the same as a dollar betting on every other sport, people don't really care until it gets football season. Yeah. So what have you done for me lately? <laughs> week one. Yeah. Of season. Right. So football season is where where the Kings become gods. Oh, <laughs> oh no yes. Popper. To Prince. You were, you were just king. you were just a boy. Now you're a king. To God. Wow. Well, what's a god to a king? What's a king to a non believer? <laughs> yeah. Way good for you. <laughs> hey, look at COVID Cowboy showing some depth right there. Um well, no, these will be good. Congrats yeah. to you guys, by the way. Yeah. Go boys. Hey, they have a cool group of fans to call in too. Oh yeah. I get a chance to awesome. listen to them. I, I don't always get to see them live, but I'll watch them back whenever we're traveling or whatever. The callers are good. They're normally pretty good gamblers as well. You yeah. guys got some real like yeah. I feel like FanDuel is not the biggest fan of Hammered Down and what's been going on over there, but they have to respect it. You guys, you guys get in the ring with FanDuel every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a technical knockout about second, third round by oh, you yeah. guys every single night. And at some point, and I think the spider tech thing, FanDuel yeah, sitting gonna... over there very excited. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, look at these fucking schlub losers from him. Water's finding its level here. You don't have the little cheat code with spider tech. It's gone. I feel like they're kind of relishing in this moment. But I like what you guys do for all of us making us all money. I want to let you know. I don't say it enough, I don't think. We'll get it back. What's that? I mean, I'm on that app every five minutes. I see a line. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you are. You are deep. Oh, yeah. 1 a.m. right before I pass out. Oh, oh, there's a good one for the morning. Yeah. that's. I mean, you just got to keep your eyes on everything. Because those focused. books are deep. There's a lot of wagers in there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things in there deep. And whenever you find one, which I thought this first five was going to be one of those ones, you got to 
you got to hit it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Fanduel, they're hey, it's called gambling and gaming for a reason. They they understand mm. that you're potentially getting an edge on them too. They got to recalculate. You got to hit it and find it. That first five was great for you guys. Let's see if you adapt. Hey, let's see if the Hammer Down Boys have a little bit of a all terrain vehicle. In them. Oh, okay. gelatinous. Let's see if will. these hey, kings. Boys. Yeah, let's see if these kings can become gods in the fall. Yeah. Let's see if they can get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's mm -hmm. see if this heater can continue. I love watching you guys work. You either are getting better or you're getting worse, or you adapt or die. So we will. Hey. Hoorah, dude. Hoorah, dude. Let's go to some phone calls. Let's go to Anthony. What's going on, Anthony? I think in L.A. What's going on, boss? Traffic, a lot of traffic. Aaron can't even play golf. Yeah. Nope. Aaron Rodgers can't even play golf. Five and a half hours. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Pac. So my question is... Anthony! Yes. Hey, are you in L.A.? Yes, sir. Okay, are you in traffic? Or are you in a car? Where are you at? You're just sitting on a beach hanging no, out? No, Pasadena Go side, not too much traffic. Uh, goes pretty smoothly over here. What's Pasadena? Is that on a beach or is that inland? Rose Bowl. No, inland uh, oh, uh, San Gabriel Valley area. There's a good pool right next to the Rose Bowl. Really? Yeah, there's an Olympic pool, I think, next to the Rose Bowl out there. I, I did jump off the high dive one Ooh, time really yeah a little quick stop how you doing jump off how you doing keep it moving right down there by the rose bowl beautiful area the roses there oh man oh the roses yeah. in pasadena oh my god <laughs> i've never seen a rose in pasadena what do you want to talk about except for on television what do you want to talk about anthony sorry about that no problem man um so this is the first year mlb is gonna well baseball is gonna be in the olympics and i don't know about you but have you seen that roster for the baseball usa team it's pretty much a bunch of mediocre pros not oh. like any solids and i'm pretty like upset. japan's like, gonna win on, you gotta respect, show respect man olympic shohei will pitch every night and hit a home run every single night how many it's games in the middle of the season huh yes yeah, kidding me fucking the angels aren't letting shohei go play for japan hey, oh. sorry pal you're fucking batting third tonight and pitching. Hey, Anthony, why did you make me believe that there was a chance that this was going to be a good baseball team? Anthony, you led me over there in Pasadena, fucking beautiful roses. We had a good conversation going. Learned a lot. The weather's fantastic. I get it. You led me astray in thinking that was abnormal that they had a bunch of amateurs on this team. Uh, you never know. Japan could show up, man. No, they can't. It's in the middle of the season. Yeah. Japan could, I guess. I guess they could. Or, um, but guess what? Throw the no-hitter. The best players in Japan. They play in the MLB. I don't know. Remember the uh, what was that team? Was that Korean Baseball League? Yep. You don't the dinosaurs oh, that yeah. pitcher. Oh, the, yeah, the dinosaurs. The dinos pitcher. Hey, remember that sword that some bitch had on that one team? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. has Todd Fraser on the roster. Oh, this is that Holy thing. Shit. This is a thing. All the old retired guys are going to play. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay, now this is... Thank you, Anthony, I apologize. I kind of led you in. It's That's cooler. on me. There's people that aren't happy about this, though, I think. Hey. There's people that are not happy about the retired players going in there. I think the only way it made its way into my timeline is because Todd Frazier was playing for some double-A team somewhere, and I think somebody either roasted him for it or something else, and I was like, God damn, yeah. why are we burying Todd Frazier right now? But this is a thing. This is awesome. I'm a big fan of this. Are you going to be on the team after that celebrity well, softball game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My, my teammate, your classmate, is on TMUSA for this Olympics. Who? Scoot McGuff. No way! Scoots? Yeah, McGuff, Scoot. hey, he had gas in high school. And he got drafted real high, right? Yeah. 
Play it playing, again. He's playing for the Tokyo uh, Yagat Swallows. Oh, they're damn good. Hey, the Yagat Swallows? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, they say you get on the diamond with the Yagat Swallows. You are fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, buddy, because you're not. Especially, <laughs> hey, when Scoot comes out. Oh, yeah. man. Listen, this kid's got. All bets are off. Scoots on the hill for the Jagger. All right, let's, let's, let's change. The Jagger bomb. Hey, if that's hey, can we live bet Scoot on the mound? Okay, right now. probably. The, uh, you could bet the Olympics, yeah. No, no, no. no. Well, that and I'd like oh, to bet on his Tokyo oh. team. You've done it. I mean, you've done it. You've woken up early yeah. and better. I'll tell you what. I I got into quite a run there gambling on. Uh, I think it's ping pong. Yeah, late night ping pong. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wake up in the morning and yeah. it was uh, it would say live right there and it was ping pong and it was two names that I could not pronounce and I didn't even really know the sport and I would just pick one. It was a nice little scratch off for me to start yeah. the day. Yeah. I lost those like ten out of ten times I think and it was it was at a point where I was told like hey you need to slow it down with the scratching off in the morning <laughs> on things you don't even know how to pronounce. It was a it's a whole different game out there. It's a whole different world. Um, we have <laughs> Nigel Seeley joining us in about nineteen minutes, eighteen minutes. Um, that's more soccer talk. We can't do that. No. Let's no. dive into some some impressive stuff. Chris Ballard, okay? He was on uh, the football podcast from The Athletic. Yes, yes, with Robert Mays. With Robert Mays, formerly of... The Ringer. He used to be the lead... Fo- I, yeah, he was like the lead NFL guy for them, I'm pretty For The sure. Ringer, now he is at The Athletic. He has the football podcast from The Athletic. He had Chris Ballard on there. Great get, by the way. That's a good conversation, especially with a GM that has a lot of answers to give, I assume, on the situations that have unfolded in Indianapolis, this beautiful city that we reside in the Colts team, especially at the quarterback position over the last last couple years Mm -hmm. you know because there's a lot of things kind of rolling out about what could have been potentially in conversations with the Colts and say like Tom Brady potentially sure sure and the Colts potentially and like you know Julio Jones maybe and maybe the Colts and the, the numerous weapons or free agents that could have been because the Colts sit on a pile of salary cap in a year where not a lot of people had it and now that the salary cap is being manipulated I don't think there will ever be a time where if you want to sign somebody you won't be able to because the way Mike Greenberg down there in Tampa and Veach over there in Kansas City and the Rams are able to do it they just kind of manipulate numbers move numbers kick things down the road moving the signing bonuses i think having the salary cap advantage this past offseason was a big deal because i don't think there's going to be much of a salary cap advantage anymore going forward with the tricks that are being laid out by mike greenberg in tampa being able to sign everybody i might be wrong this might be an overreaction because a lot of people just signed one-year deals but i think in the world that we're living in a lot of people are just going to want to sign one-year deals bet on themselves knowing that there's money elsewhere if they have to and potentially putting themselves in a situation where they can win most prime time, have fun doing it, and also make a lot of money. I think we're in a much different world. So when the Colts didn't use any of that salary cap, I had a lot of questions Mm -hmm. because I got a lot of friends in that building still. We live in this city. When the Colts win, the city's better. I mean, it is. This is a town that loves the Indianapolis Colts. They'll sell out that stadium regardless. They sold out when we were 2-14. and Now, have they gotten a bit spoiled here? Definitely. I mean, that is not even, but they're spoiled because the team wins and they show up, right? So there's a lot of questions about Chris Ballard's decisions, even though Chris Ballard has proved himself to be an absolutely incredible GM in building a team. Now, Andrew Luck, misfortune, he retires nine days before the season. He brings in Jacoby Brissett. They don't do great, obviously. He had to continue. But the team and the culture that he has built is a Super Bowl-ready team. If Carson Wentz can play well in how everybody expects, 
expects him to be able to play. The Colts can go. Now, if they had Julio on the team or or Tom Brady or Hunter Henry alongside Jack Doyle, one more weapon. Now, Chris Ballard talked about it in the interview with Robert Mace. He said, I like Michael Pittman. He said, Michael Pittman, he, I think he's got a chance to be really good. I thought he ended the year strong. He had a big playoff game with over 100 yards. I didn't know that. What's going on? Against the Bills. The, the when, stats you guys are telling me. Who's that right? Uh, playoff games don't count during regular season. Right. True. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Not, you guys told me he had four yards last year. Uh-huh. One two, touchdown. Yeah, two catches. That's what you guys told me. Yeah, those are the regular season stats. Michael Pittman, though, flashes. Hey, listen. Mm-hmm. And we all know, number 11, Michael Pittman, yep. whenever He's he gets number. moving, he has a chance to be fucking great. He does, by the way. So I agree with that from Chris Ballard's statement. He would continue to go on uh, and say, everybody just ignores Zach Paschal, but all he's done is catch touchdowns over the last two years. Ever heard of him? Probably not. Huh. Ever talk about that? Connor is what Chris Ballard just said nope. to you. And then you get Paris Campbell back. That's a big bonus, and he's looked great during the offseason. We think we're a little better than other people do. Okay, so Chris Ballard says, in this building, we've seen the unfortunate that we have, or the misfortune that we've had with injuries at key positions. You haven't seen the recovery, the rehab, the weapons we have. But if the Colts, okay, don't go on and win a lot of games this year, people are going to wonder if T.Y. Hilton was able to get a little bit of help on the other side. Michael Pittman can be great. I hope he absolutely is. Uh, I, I've, He looks fast as fuck whenever he's wide open and running and not hurt. Paris Campbell, incredibly quick. A lot of people forget about Naheem Hines also. I mean, there is a lot of great stacked players. But if it ends up being T.Y. Hilton getting triple teamed or triple covered almost every single play, I don't know how this whole thing pans out. Chris Bowd's a GM. I'm not. I have a lot of faith in everything he's built but there's a lot of questions that's a good get by robert mays over there yeah you mentioned hines like having jonathan taylor and marlon mack in the backfield it it takes a lot of pressure off those wide receivers teams ready to win a super bowl that team absolutely with that defense too the defense is so good and this is not just an indianapolis bias which i get no people claim i have a bias right i don't even know a lot of people in that building i fucking hate the Colts. no no, i'm not (laughs) yeah i still think they're gonna be good you do i mean you do i hate the Colts, probably more than any other team okay that feels good though I think for Colts fans to hear because every other city hates New England yeah. and New England fans hate the Colts so oh, yeah. that at least makes which by the way even more so to this city like hey this team has won for a long time the building is ready to win it, it's like a built place you just gotta hope that a weapon or two stays healthy T.Y. can get going and Carson Wentz is in Brooke yes well to your point about you know T.Y. getting triple teamed like if in the end, Julio has two big games against them with the Titans, and like right. they lose and lose the division right. because of it or something. And it'd just be an extra little, no. you know, knife in the gut, no. twisting it. I don't not know. Be Julio I, catching two touchdowns I, as time oh, expired yeah. against oh. the Colts. So Andre uh, Johnson did that uh, against the Houston Texans for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I don't know why we didn't use. We didn't throw him the ball. Ever. <laughs> I don't know why we played the Texans. <laughs> yeah. But then we played the Texans and he had two tuds, I think. It was what, like it was awesome. And, and I thought to myself, like, yeah, maybe we should do that maybe. Could, next could maybe. I, don't I don't know what happens. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't make the decisions, I guess. But I bet those touchdowns for him felt so good. Julio, I don't think he has that type of feeling for Colts. But the Colts were definitely a team that could have made a play for Julio Jones. Oh, yeah. not to. And at this point, Julio has probably found ways to stack chips on his shoulder, let alone everything else. With how great he's the aside from guy as a wide receiver, everybody says. If he has two, he won't. That def- Colts defense is good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so yeah. Is yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and then Ballard said in this interview, I'm not. Pl- I'm not going to pay 
B players, A plus money. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we talking about Julio? Yeah, slow down. Are we talking about Julio? No, you're talking about New England, that spending spree they won on where they signed a bunch of mediocre players to a bunch of money. Whoa! I also, I also had that thought. Yeah, that Nick Marauder fellow pies. Oh, hey, hey, Nick, did you sing with us there earlier? No. When the ball hits the net, it's not game over there. It's coming home, is not a mockery, okay? Yeah. For you to just sing song about. Hey, I did 23 and me. I got point out one percent. How about that? How about yeah. that? Yeah. Balls? You spit it all out in that tube. That little no! you spit it out into the tube. No! <laughs> Don't you say that. You see these chains I'm wearing? Thanks. Yeah, Tell yeah. him, please. Tell him. Mockery. I thought we were paying homage. And this is this hell is Nick's yeah. jersey, by the way. That's why it's a little small. Oh, so Looks you're good. actually hey, potentially a fugazi too, man. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to represent the 2014 Euros team. Okay, of course. Sure. It's 2016 World Cup. Please have some respect. Wow. I wouldn't have let it to you if I would have known you were to stretch it all out. <laughs> uh, you knew exactly what was going to happen. Uh, My jersey, however, is stuck in Halifax Airport. So. Halifax. It's up here in Halifax. <laughs> yeah. How to get there? You rerouted? Well, you order from UKSoccerShop.com. <laughs> I think it was in that uh, shit, Wintergreen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still mm. st- stuck in the Suez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that thing? Who knows? They got it out. I think it's out. They got it out. How did they get that? Pretty sure the pretty sure the captain's been executed. Yeah, he <laughs> absolutely did not make it off the boat. They, they got it out into the Gulf and set an A bomb <laughs> off in it and watched it drop to the bottom of the trench. Uh-huh. And all the crew members were <laughs> inside of it when it happened. Unfortunately, I, I, sitting at the bottom, Mariana. I hope it didn't happen. Obviously, I hope it did. I hope it didn't happen, but I know how it works sometimes. Uh huh. Real quick fix. Owner had to pay $900 million. Yeah, and I'm guessing he wasn't too happy about it. (laughs) That ship. Oh, yeah. Sideways. Parallel parked in that fucking canal. Have you ever I've never seen a car parked that tight on a street. No. That ship was packed. Edge to edge of that thing. It was Austin Powers. Yeah. It was. I think somehow, comically, even closer <laughs> because of how big it was. I mean, that was amazing. How does that happen? And they're like, oh, yeah, everything you need is in there, by the way. Oh, great. Fucking great. There's just no way that could, like, yeah, I've seen a lot of ships come in and out. I don't know how you got something on, on that angle. Hold on. Let's talk about it. We do have a ship expert here, okay? Mm-hmm. This man was painting ships since he was 18 years young, Hell okay? Yeah. This guy, he's out there spraying and painting. He told me an entire fucking cruise ship about a day, day and a half, depending on how long the brakes are and how many squares or something. Of course. <laughs> out there spraying this thing with a fire hose, it seems like. But how does that, how would that, I, I took a Boston whaler out to the Atlantic yeah. Ocean uh, down there in the islands or whatever. Um that big, how does that thing turn sideways? You gotta be drunk. That, that guy that guy was drunk. The There's, only thing I've ever seen one time a fish boat was coming in to the dry dock. What was that guy that smokes all his cigarettes that was on Deadliest Catch? Was it that guy? Sig? Sig? Was it Sig? Yeah, Sig was driving. Big and Sig. Then, Sig, uh, wouldn't, Sig wouldn't fuck up though. So the, uh, was not him. the battery died on this fish boat. Oh, not his oh, no. And it just went fucking right and smashed all the fucking Navy ships. <laughs> so. And, but the fish boat, the hole in the fish boat was so big. They didn't have the money to fix it. So they got to leave it. That was, that was That's the like nachos and lemon heads from my dad's boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Down. When it goes down there. I, there's been a lot of videos on the internet yeah. lately of these big-ass <laughs> ships having problems. Yeah. There's this one, obviously we all saw the one fall that is, 
I that may be nightmare. That's yeah. absolute nightmare for oh, absolutely yeah. being stuck next to a a toppling ship. I feel like that's a nightmare. Absolutely, because you're potentially going to get water in there too. So you're drowning and getting crushed. Yeah. That's the worst of that's all time. That's not good. That's not good at all. But have you ever seen one of these big ass ships just get dropped into the water? Yeah. It, oh yeah. It's insane. That's crazy to watch. They mm -hmm. like roll those things yeah. and they pop down. Yeah. It, it is. That's a wild thing. But I'm happy we have a ship expert to talk about that type of shit when it happens. We had a Montana expert. Oh yeah, or so we thought. We we had literally somebody who has been to Montana from his entire to, life. Was, was just there last week. I last think. week was yeah. there. Mitt, our Montana expert, talking about the match. Complete. I mean, completely fucked up where this golf yeah. course is. Opposite no. corner of the state. Uh, completely opposite. <laughs> we had boots on the ground in Montana. Yeah. Okay, this show somehow had boots on the ground in fucking Montana within the last seven days. The match is happening in Montana. We asked said person who, hard worker. Yeah, mm. scored a 33. Yeah, that's right. 31. On a, 31 on his ACT yeah. somehow. He was just, we look like a bunch of fucking idiots in Montana, okay? We're yeah. being called fugazi Mitt. frauds over there Mitt. because of Can't you, Can't have Mitt. it, Mitt. What is that all about? Yeah, I did get a text from one of my cousins. He did say uh, it's in Big Sky. It's very far south in Montana. So. And and Tom Brady has a house uh, right next to there. So they're playing Tom Brady's course. Yeah. Oh, wow. So hold on. So Aaron's not golfing. Nope. Okay, DeChambeau's got no caddy. Nope. Uh -uh. Phil Mickelson's still, he's sending emails at 3 a.m. saying, hey, we're hitting seed today. This bombs. is what we're doing today. We're hitting bombs today. And then Tom Brady, this is his home course in Montana. And they're vets. And how are they underdogs? And they're the underdogs right now. What are we missing? Raj must be just sharp with the irons. They, they're probably out at that TaylorMade. Uh, yeah. That video we saw, mm -hmm. there's probably a lot more where that came from. By the way, his feet look real calm, by the way. There was, mm -hmm. there was a lot of transition in there. And he'd been working on his feet last season. Remember, that was a big thing. Yeah. In that squat rack, he said he could meditate. He could read some books, read some things on the internet. What he probably said in the golf media just left it out. Probably get on her squat rack too. Yeah. You know, his legs, the the power that's gonna be coming through he that. Might outdrive Bryson. What if he does up Who there knows? seven thousand feet up there? Who knows? Do you think Bryson surprised? purposely missed the cut this weekend so that he could go out there and practice with Raj? More time on the course to build up com uh, camaraderie. You know, Raj did that with LaFleur via Zoom. That's right. This past all nobody really talks about that. Mm -hmm. LaFleur and Aaron had to get on the same page. Oh, I assume no. maybe DeChambeau and Aaron did either a Zoom or a FaceTime. Didn't AJ week. say yesterday Raj is same day? Yeah, in and out. In and out, yeah. He, didn't, he has a routine when he's golfing. He he does his Doesn't 18 holes at his uh at his uh, at his thing, and then he flies to Montana, does oh, his okay. thing, and he flies <laughs> back. Yeah, they got Tahoe this week too. Aaron doesn't want to go out to Tahoe. Mm. Playing like shit. Win that out. He's trying to win that one. Yes. Maybe Bryson's caddy quit because Bryson was, you know, too focused yeah. on the match for. Yeah. You know? I think so, maybe. <laughs> we got to shift our uh, conversation back to something else that we have a, an expert joining us. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Now, this guy was supposed to potentially be on the show like six different times two weeks ago, but he was too <laughs> goddamn boozed up in the UK to find time to talk to Fair. us. The day before his last appearance, he was drinking with the founder of Heineken, a multi-billionaire, the richest woman in the UK. He was having numerous champagne and drinks alongside of the ladies richer than the queen. This guy was just having a day at a tennis match alongside of her. He's a soccer handicapper. Some say the best in the UK. I can't wait to hear his thoughts on the semifinals. Hey, and his thoughts on whether or not it is coming home. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, Nigel Steele. Yeah! How are you, Nigel? How are you, dude? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I must say, the Mrs. Heineken texts me 
And she said, of course, what, how much you drunk? Her? She's got another she's got another million pound in the bank after how much I, I drunk at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so hey, listen, Nigel, are you always drunk? Do we listen? It seems like you're celebrating life all the time. I assume right now with England going, this is a great time to be Nigel Seeley, huh? I don't think it's ever a good time to be me. But um, <laughs> the, one, the one thing I would say is that we, we haven't won anything, Pat, for, for, for since 1966. So we, we, we've got to keep going. We've got to listen. The, the, the English people have always had this reputation of being jolly good losers. We come over to a heavyweight guy comes over to fight American guy he gets beat. Frank Bruno, what a lovely guy he is. What a happy guy. But you know what? We got two heavyweight champions of the world in uh, Anthony Joshua and Tyson uh, Fury. And our football team's doing good. So let's just live it for the moment. Because in six years, in a couple of years' time, we'll be rubbish again at everything. So we've got to have this moment. We've got to have this moment. And if it means drinking Stella, and if it means singing when coming home, and it means having a bit of euphoria around it, sod it. Let's have it. Let's do it for a few weeks. Hey, let's yeah. do it! I think Tyson, I don't know boxing that well, but I think Tyson Fury is going to be the champ for some time. Yeah. I, I think he is obviously a stud, but you're saying, what happens if this team loses? Oh, no. What oh, happens if this no. team loses? No, no, Are you no, saying no. back to the shits again because Harry Kane is going to be gone? Or what do you think? You don't think this team has staying power? Is this the beginning of a great run for the English soccer team? Well, I'll tell you something. We've been into a couple of major semifinals before in European football and World Cups. But the team had, was full of fear. There were, there were players who always have bad memories. They're always bad memories. You know, if you're 27, 28, or even 35, whatever, and you suddenly go on a, a dating site, you've got fear. You think, well, does she like me? Does she, does she like my clothes? When you're 19, you're, you're, you're top of the game, aren't you? And these English players are all 19, 18, oh. 20, 20. They have no fear. They've won everything. They've won the Champions Leagues. They played in European Cup. So a game like this will not phase them whatsoever. The English team before, there were 28-year-old men who could remember the penalty shoots that they lost. They were psychologically beat before they went on the pitch. These boys have got no fear. The problem is, is the country will be their biggest fan, but also be their biggest negative because the euphoria in the country. It's like we've won it already. You can't go down the street without having flags everywhere and you can't, you know, everyone's bibbing horns and everyone's playing the song. We're not, we haven't even got to, we haven't, we haven't even got to the final yet with the semi-finals but it's an excuse for everyone to get pissed on the drink <laughs> yeah pissed is drunk I think right pissed means drunk yeah absolutely yeah, you, hey, you've been pissed a long time here it seems like let's celebrate this I understand I understand why you're celebrating by the way it has to be fantastic to find success when you know failure seemed to find you and you're a massive uh, sports fan in this entire thing let's talk about the queen real quick Nigel alright is she is she is she coming out Talking about the team, does she write letters? I, I watched The Crown. I saw her sit at a chair in her bedroom and she addressed the Christmas, addressed the country. Is she doing any of those to talk about the soccer team or is she kind of laid back uh, and kind of quiet about this whole thing? I think she's more into horse racing, polo, oh. or tennis, Wimbledon. I don't think she's going to be singing It's Coming Home With Me after six Stellas um, no. in the stadium. I would love to think so. I think that with the Queen, the, the Queen will come out and say something and, and write a letter. But I think I think these boys are more focused. They they want they want to win it for themselves. They want, the motivation for the Queen may be something that you might not think. I mean, it, it's not going to be the motivation they want. The, I tell you what, Pat, though, one, one thing I would say. I was at the stadium and you're a, you're a professional sports fan and I don't really know American football that much. 
But tomorrow night at Wembley, there's going to be 60,000 people. 58,000 are going to be English and 2,000 Danes. There was 45,000 in the Germany game. And I'm very lucky in my life to be able to go to a lot of sporting events all over the world. And I have never been in an atmosphere like that in my whole life. Uh, I can't remember much about the second half, but the first half. <laughs> a little pissed, yeah, a little pissed in the second <laughs> yeah. half there. A little pissed in the second half, obviously. Yeah. Whenever we played over there, uh, I got a chance to play at, uh, where did I play? Uh, uh, Wembley. I think I played at Wembley. Mm-hmm. I, I got a chance to play, I think. That's something I should know. Oh, you, you were pissed as well, then. Nah, <laughs> nah, golly. I mean, it was somewhere. Yeah, you get it. It was probably, yeah, probably Wembley. But. God Save the Queen, right? Uh, uh, opera singer came out and sang it beforehand, and the entire place sang almost, it felt like. It was unbelievable. It was just an opera singer, and then everybody singing. The atmosphere was just like electric, because I think in your guys' sports that you guys fancy, pretty, I feel like nice. that was... Wow. Yeah, nice. well yeah thank you. I feel good about that one. In the sports that you guys fancy, you guys have to generate the buzz. You know what I mean? Like, you guys, I feel like in the sports in America, like, play generates the action. Now, you guys do obviously get electrifying whenever there's a goal or something like that. But during the entire, the songs, the chants, the, just the energy of the fans in the UK. It carries into wrestling, by the way, when the WWE is over there. You guys are all like the Pacific Northwest of America when it comes to fanhood. Is that every game? Is that every place? And is that just a natural thing? Yeah, I think I think because we're such a small nation, there's always rivalry between all the teams. So there's always some kind of rivalry where the fans want to beat the sides. But I think what you're saying is absolutely spot on. And when you look at about the tournament without any fans, when we've had the season without any fans, you watch the Premier League and you watch the Champions League without any fans. It was diabolical. I mean, it was to anybody who watched, anybody who watched soccer for the first time in America watching that. I feel sorry for you. You should have your money back from your from your pay per view. It was just awful. But now you're seeing what it's really about, and you're seeing what really the passion it is. And I think Wembley tomorrow will be rocking. And if England gets to the final, honestly, I said to you boys when we spoke about it before, I said it might have a month. But I'm going tomorrow on Wednesday, and I promised the missus, the wife, that I'm going, I'll take her to Wimbledon on Thursday. We may get there for the last game on Cynical. We definitely won't be there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got to celebrate it. Uh, And before the boys have a question for you, Nigel, I want to ask you about today's game that's happening in about an hour and a half, Italy-Spain. We have a boost on FanDuel over here, the Hammer Down boost, that Italy and England will advance to the finals. Do you see it going that way? And what do you think of Italy and Spain? And what should we be looking for? I saw that. I saw the tweet that you sent out today. I think it's a good bet. I think... um, I like the Italians a lot. I think that this game this evening has been priced up, or, or the odds makers have priced it up a lot about European reputation. For over the years, the Spanish have been a lot better in major competitions in Italy. But if you just come down from miles or you come down and watch football for, for the first time or soccer for the first time and you watched it for this last month, there is no doubt about it that the Italians have been a much better side than the Spanish. The Spanish have all the play, all the possession, but they don't score. Italy have scored seven goals from, uh, sorry, eleven goals from seven different players, and, and they're the more complete side. If you look at their goalkeeper, they're better. Defender, they're better. Midfield, they're better. Attack-wise, they're better. I do think, though, the bet would be to bet them to qualify rather than regular time because it's sunny now in London. But for the last three hours, four hours, we've had a lot of rain, and I think that's going to bring the unders in the game tonight very low. Ooh. I think it's going to be very cagey. For England, I think they will win. I think I think they will win. But there is always this kind of um, kind of nagging doubt that they won't get it through. But um, 
I think that's a great boost. And I think if you, if you want to have a bet, I'm with that boost, definitely. Okay. I like to hear that out of you, Nigel. That's good news for all of us. Gumpy likes it. You like it. Diggs likes it. That feels like this is a guaranteed lock. Congrats to Italy and England in the yeah, finals. Right. Of the world. You did. Congrats. Congrats. Way to go there. Uh, did you hear the Italian song they're singing today? When, when the, the ball hits the net in the game over there, it's coming home. Do you like them doing that? Or what's that all about? Kind of taking it's coming home. I prefer them doing it than you, but uh, yes. I, I like <laughs> uh, that's hysterical. Go ahead, Tone. Honestly, though. Nigel, so say England and Italy get through. Are Italy who's going to be the favorites in that one? And in that side, where where are you leaning on that one? Well, I think there's no doubt about it that England will be the favorites for the game. Okay. Whether they should be favorites for the game is a different uh, matter. You know, the home advantage is huge. Like I say, the, the, the country, and you got to remember the books over here are going to have a huge amount of, uh, of volume towards England. So definitely, the value, without question, will be on Italy. But I think that um, you might want to hold your tickets on Italy until just at kickoff, because I think the money will pour in for England. We sent, you know, patriotic money, people backing England, betting England for winning. But I think that um, the value is definitely Italy. I think Italy are a better side than England, personally. But I think with home advantage, it's from, what I witnessed, from what I witnessed the other night, England, uh, Italy are 1-0 down before they've kicked off. It's coming home. I'm not going to say it just yet, Pat, but... <laughs> I'll be seeing it tomorrow if you come. Yeah, 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 Connor. Yeah, Nigel, I want it to come home just as much as the next guy too. But if it does, if England doesn't make it to the final, is there a chance that uh, that whole entire country basically goes up in flames because of how mad people will be? No, nothing like that. But the tournament's over. No one will watch the final. We'll be watching. Um, <laughs> I mean, Sunday night, so there'd be some uh, songs of praise or some religious program. But we'd be watching that rather than uh, the, the fight. The tournament, the tournament will be finished. It will be nobody will watch it. Finished. What are songs of praise? What, is that just a, a bang? Only the bangers like Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Is it that one? Is that is that what songs of praise is? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Gumpy. I preferred the first song. I preferred the Italian song. It's much better. I kind of hacked your stuff, but all right. Go ahead, Gumpy. Yeah, Nigel, Southgate has changed the formation, changed who started every game for England. Do you think he goes with the same guys again, or do you think he changes it again this time? Well, first of all, before we come to that question, Gumpy, fantastic tournament. He did tip Italy up. Hey, he's had a jolly old tournament, hasn't hey, he? Hey, he's hey, hey, a lad of the lads here, huh? Tip of the cap, fancy, sir. I think that he will. I think he'll change it up. I think England will play. Could play three at the back. Could play four at the back. The two holding midfielders will definitely start. Harry Kane will obviously start. Harry Kane! He's putting ball in the back of the net. He has, what, three goals inside seven yards or something like that. He's the new Rude Van Nistelrooy. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, he's just cleaning up in front. You must have been doing some research on, on soccer players. In your oh, Nigel. Oh, Nigel. Oh, Nigel. Please. 
Please, Nigel. Quit being Go ahead, Ty. Nigel, you mentioned it earlier, switching gears a little bit. Uh, you're going to Wimbledon. Is is this just going to be chalk? I mean, is is Fed going to take out Djokovic, or, or how do you see Wimbledon playing out? Well, I've just written a piece uh, for tomorrow, and I think Federer gets beat by Hercat. Whoa! Whoa! Nigel! I do, I do. I think that um, if you take Federer deep now into five sets, he's beatable. He's got to come out, you know, he's 39 years of age. I know and some of us come into the prime like Pat and me at 39. But I think Federer is a different kind of... I think he's in the five sets, I think he's, he's vulnerable. So I think you've got to win early. But I think Herc has to beat him tomorrow. I think it's Djokovic is a certainty to win. I, mean, I, I bet him at the beginning at minus one twenty. Uh, Jesus Christ, Nigel. Queen. I mean, is that the Queen telling you? Is that the Queen that just did the Queen just messaged you right there? It's, it's Mrs. Heineken saying, uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks, for, thanks for another half a million from the Hey, Some more drinks tomorrow, she said. Hey, good luck tomorrow. Enjoy this whole thing. We appreciate your time, sir. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, like I say, well done, Gumpy. Hope it's the England final. I think it's a great bet and get it on the boost. Thanks very much for having me on, guys. It's coming home. It's coming home, guys. Hey, so sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that you're the hiring expert for your company. Me? You. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. Take all the stress and all the time and everything out of making the right decision for the future of your company. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need... Indeed. Yeah. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Wow. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately. And Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. That's a lot of time saved. That's more than a quarter time saved. Yeah. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Sounds good to me. Get started right now and... With a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash P-A-T. Get a $75 credit at I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash P-A-T. Indeed.com slash Pat. $75 credit. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions obviously apply. If you want to hire somebody to grow your business, to make your dream come true faster and better, you need Indeed. Indeed. Indeed.com slash PAT, $75 credit. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. Joining us now is a man who became a fan of the Buffalo Bills once they got good again with Josh Allen in the last year or so. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, formerly of ESPN. Now, he does work at Spotify with the Ringer. What? 
He does work with BT Sport. He has a show called MMAR. He writes in a bunch of different sites because he's got a big old brain. Big old nose. Big old personality. And a big old paycheck because he just got broken off by seven to eight different companies that I have forgot. Most of them, I apologize. Cannot wait to follow this man around wherever he goes because he is electrifying whenever he speaks. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst guest we've ever had, Ariel Hawaii. Down uh, three one. All right, sweet, all right, dude. go Habs, dude. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. You're a Canadians fan. Wow. Oh, never want to guess. Okay. Buffalo gets good. Mm-hmm. He's a Bills fan. Hey, let me tell you about Thurman Thomas, brother. <laughs> let me do this whole thing. And then now he's a Canadian. Did you hear about Patrick. this? Whatever they were down three zero. Yeah. Oh, just one win. You know your mouth, Patrick, because the long. National nightmare for your five viewers is officially over. The shackles have come off. Hiawani is here to save the day. And so before I sit down in this chair to address all of you peasants, all I want is a I'm sorry and a congratulations. That's it. You botched the intro. You didn't get the homes right. You didn't get the names of the show right, Patrick. Just say sorry and congratulations. And where's AJ Hawk? I got a few things to say to that jabron as well. Okay, well, he's out of Lake Tahoe. He's with the, the other celebrities. You and I have not been invited yet. I apologize for not getting all your homes. You were a hot commodity. Okay, yeah, whenever Harry. your ESPN contract was coming up, we saw articles written about how they're going to have to pay right. Ariel because of how talented he is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Correct. I couldn't get all the names of the platforms down because so many people were interested. So I apologize for getting that wrong, but I would never apologize for allowing you to showcase that you didn't stink because on ESPN, you were terrible. Brutal. You came on this show and absolutely I mean, Fugate is your way, yeah. but absolutely lit it up and became that commodity that mm-hmm. you got. You're welcome. I- I'll take a thank you before you get back on here, pal. Well, guess what, Patrick? Like I said, as I sit down <laughs> with my Pilot <laughs> Foley t-shirt here of the Montreal Connect- Canadiens, oh. excuse me, I just want to say it's good to be home. Hey, and I'll take that as a congratulations. I'll take that as a sorry because like I said to all of you earlier, independent Helwani, unfiltered Helwani, this Helwani is going to be the biggest force in sports media. All you jabrones and yes i'm talking to you andrew marshan and i'm talking to all the other fake sports media guys out there you have no idea what hit you i mean look at these guys these guys want to write about me leaving espn but then as far as the new home is concerned or dare i say or shall i say homes Homes. are concerned they don't say a peep because they all have their little silly narrative that they want to you know put in a nice little package for everyone but i come on this program even though you and i let's break the fourth wall we were talking turkey we couldn't come to a deal you couldn't meet my demands (laughs) i come on this show because it feels like home and let's be honest i mean i've seen the parade of guests that you have brought out over the last few weeks it has been one sad sack loser after the next okay say to save the day Hey, just like Carrie Price and the rest of Les Habitants are going to go and waltz ah. into Tampa Bay, those pathetic loser ah. fans. And I see them cutting to the wives every two seconds, <laughs> pretending like they know about a thing or two about the great game of hockey. We're winning game five. We're going back to La Belle Provence, and it's Habs in seven, baby! Ooh. 
right. Yeah. Hey, really, you know, you didn't get you didn't get a good enough pop out of us. We we kind of no sold you there. That was a good promo. I want to let you no. know it was a very good promo. We kind of no sold it there, but I want to let you know the habitants of the sweaters on the ice. Probably Wednesday night. It's over. Yeah, yeah, right. Down there, yeah, right. run. Hey, down there in the storm, the oh. lightning. Oh. Yeah, right. the lightning's yeah, right. cooking. They said we weren't going to make the playoffs. Uh-oh. Then they said down three one. You're not going to beat. Uh, you know those loser Toronto Maple Leafs, those posers, those guys who consider themselves the kings of the North. Said we want to beat them. The, okay, fine, you beat them. Oh, oh okay, fine, fine. But you're going to lose to Winnipeg. Winnipeg's way better than you. Sweep their ass. Did those, did oh, those okay, series happen? Well, we didn't see them in America. Yeah. Were those? What, did those series oh. happen in America? I didn't see Vegas. Them. Oh, Vegas, they're so good. Oh, they're so yeah, scary in Vegas. Oh, they've got little light sticks. What happened there? We went in six, and now okay, yeah, listen. This is called rope-a-dope, Patrick. This is called playing possum. We wanted Tampa to think that they were actually better. And then that stupid mayor from Tampa comes out and says, give the Habs game four so that we can win on game five. Don't you ever, don't you ever doubt Les Habitants, 24 cups to the name. Don't you ever – watch what's going to happen. You think 93 was great? You don't know nothing about 93. No, look it up. Tell one of your what you just Wikipedia that? You think 93 yeah. was great? This is going to be even better. Okay, 93 was fantastic because it was leading into uh, the Army Auger, Mario Lemieux Ooh. era where we just kind of dunked on everybody in Canada for years and years. But it's interesting. I didn't hear a peep about the uh, – about the Canadians from you ever? Have you, nope. no. I don't. I didn't okay, think well, you. First of all, know first of all no, we no, went through. I mean, let's break the fourth wall. Yeah, he yeah. Do basketball. Big basketball right? guy. Big basketball no. guy. Sideline back in the day. You did, obviously, right. fighting he has all those awards in the fight okay. game. That's Boxing. Right. That's he, gets, right. he he found the Bills somehow. I haven't heard right. a single thing about the about the taunts or whatever ever ever out of area hall. Never. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, that's a lie because no. you do another rinky dink hockey show over there. I was a guest on your show. Shout Shout out to Mansuri. I was on with him and the rest of the boys, and uh, I was on in February. <laughs> so that's a lie. I talked all about my. I mean, Mansuri's great guy. Before. Shout out, Canadian. Not a hockey talker. <laughs> I mean, he didn't know hockey either. I mean, I mean, like, uh, we love Mansuri. Okay, I don't know. Good luck to every. We love Mansuri, but he wasn't on that's hockey talk. No, I mean, no this is exactly even, why we didn't invite Ariel back. Him? Yeah, on you should endeavor Mansuri, huh? You future endeavored Mansuri? I, hey, he told me that. He actually future endeavored me, that whole thing. I think he. I was waiting for the tweet. We wish him the best in the future endeavors <laughs> like they do at your other place of employment over there. And don't get me started on that place. Now, let me just say oh, something right here about the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, you have God. had me on in the past to talk about the Buffalo Bills and the great sport of mixed martial arts. You never asked me. And, and, and by the way, of course. we didn't ask you today either. We had a period there. We had a two month period there as they were pushing the playoff push was a full swing where you and I were kind of on the outs. We didn't really speak. And so now you come back into my life after they win game four in dramatic fashion, overtime 3 2. Last night, Vasilevsky chokes under the pressure. And now you claim that I'm not a fan. Well, you, you seem like a Johnny come lately, not only with the Bills, but now with the Canadians. Right. Bingo. Hey, that's what does that fun. even mean? I'm from Montreal. You can't be a Johnny come lately when it comes to the Montreal Canadians if you're actually born and raised in Montreal. I used to have season tickets to the Montreal Forum. I was there in March of 1995 oh, when they closed it down and gave me the Rocky oh. a 10 minute standing ovation. <laughs> 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 hey, congrats on all your jobs, though. Yeah, Thanks. it's very nice. Yeah, it's it's so, very nice. Yeah. I want. Can I just say something no. about AJ? You know, I feel uh, like AJ and I have had a love hate relationship, but that guy. 
What a solid guy. Now I get it. By the way, he adds nothing to the show in terms of personality and insight, but I get why you want him on because he is solid as a rock. I love that man. And every so often I can tell he really cares about me and he really looks out for my best interest. So wherever he may be on some fake island doing God knows what with his you know famous friends, I just want to say to AJ, I appreciate you. Thank you for the support. And you'll always be a friend of mine. And hopefully you'll consider me a friend as well. I mean, you pretty big burial there at the beginning of that whole well thing. I mean let's be honest he sits there he doesn't do much he smokes on a cigar I mean what does he really no! no, this guy this guy doesn't even know you're too busy signing all your contracts you want to take off the mask or are you doing the whole thing like this oh I don't know I mean you want you want hell Wani? I was enjoying no 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 watch the ratings go up now watch all the viewership numbers just skyrocket Sex cells, huh? Oh, Eastern Canadian face has graced you all with his presence. What do we got to talk about? We got a lot to talk about, Patrick. I feel like we haven't talked in a really long time. Well, and I was you about, don't know about uh, unfiltered, independent Hilwani. You have no idea. You know about corporate Hilwani. You have no yeah. idea about this Hilwani. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you were trapped in your basement for what two, three years yeah. down there. Uh-huh. Now it's, it seems like you're really getting a chance to spread your wings with all these different companies. You're, you're in the same basement, I think, at this same exact basement. time. But I have not left. I have not left. <laughs> <laughs> so you just gotta change out the change out the camera. Like what? How yeah. how did it come to be where you landed everywhere? And what was the big deal? This because you were a story on what you were gonna do. Because you know, in your world, you are. The guy, the authority. You are the authority in that whole in in that whole process was kind of fun to watch from afar. We did talk, and what, I talked about this with the name, image, likeness. I'm not smart enough to figure out how these types of things work long term and beneficial for everybody. I wanted you to go independent. I think you, I think you could say that. I wanted you to like do your own thing because I think you're talented mm-hmm. enough. I think you're getting a chance to do that now, right? I think that's kind of a little how, bit. Yeah, I think I, I, it's it's a step in that direction, and it's also. Look, the the main thing, is, and, and by the way, jokes aside, if I can, I heard everything you said about me and all the support that everyone there gave me, and you know it means a lot to me, and you know I consider all you guys friends, even though we haven't even actually met in yeah, person. Fuck off, uh, all right? Okay, fine. Okay, let's go back to hating each other. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. That's uh, what you get it, dude. The, the, I, I, was, I was craving uh, independence. I was craving freedom. Uh, obviously, getting paid more helps, but I was really craving being around people that I felt, uh, you know, would be good to work with, who would have my back, who would be supportive. And, you know, getting to do these other things with other people and putting it together in a puzzle is something that I'm really proud of because uh, I was able to kind of figure that whole thing out uh, for the most part on my own and then with help of uh, some great people over at ICM. And I I just, uh, I I don't have any regrets regarding ESPN. I have zero regrets about going there. Um, Sometimes you climb a mountain, you look around and you're like, all right, I'm good here. And now I'd like to climb another mountain. And yeah. look, Amen. let's let's just be honest. In my sport, in the sport that I cover, uh, mixed martial arts primarily, uh, it is very hard to be an independent, unbiased journalist when you are working for the rights holder. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't. And especially with the way you like to cover the potential thing, which is in all the fashions that the monopoly in the sport pretty much hates for you to talk about and whenever that person gets into business with the ESPN it probably becomes a little bit tougher for you even whenever you've been you know kind of deboed out of the whole situation yeah. hey you locked in the nah, I'm good. Yeah, not allowed you know in what? the arenas yeah, not allowed in the arena not allowed no, in the press conference that, that's not true 
That's all. I'm allowed in the arena. That the oh. ban. There's revisionist history. You should do your research, Patrick. Uh, the ban lasted 48 hours in 2016. I was unbanned, and I went oh, to hey. it for two years. There we go. <laughs> yeah. hey, thank you. Thank you. Unbanned. By the way, unless you know something that I don't, unless you know that I'm I banned not. all of a sudden once again. I was on um, IG Live with uh, Dana White, but I don't. I don't know any other know. ins and outs there. But I'm pumped for you because now it's. You know, whenever I watch you tweet or break some news or something like that, I know that, hey, you're cooking over there. You know, mm-hmm. like you're you're making this magic happen. Not that you weren't before, but I'm very happy for you. Let's talk about some shit that's going on because this is a mass. Can I, can, sorry, can I just add one last thing? Sorry, I, I know you want to get to the Connor stuff. Can I just add one last thing? Well, and Nate uh, Diaz. I, I know that everyone wants like the, the drama and stuff. I'm actually surprised I made it three years at ESPN. I mean – uh, they tried, my friends over in Las Vegas tried to get me out of there well before my contract was up. I mean, <laughs> before my first day. And the fact that they never caved like Fox did, the fact that they had my back and paid me every single cent that they owed me uh, is why I have no issues with them. They did what they said they were going to do. I did what I said what I was going to do. And then when it was up, they made me an offer that I think a lot of people would be happy with. And I just chose to go elsewhere. So I don't want to paint them as the bad guys. Uh, if it was up to my friends in Las Vegas, I would have been gone a hell of a lot sooner. Well, business is business, and I'm happy to hear that, by the way. You rarely hear that anymore about anything, so that's nice to hear. But let's talk about your business, your world. Um, Conor McGregor's fighting this weekend, and he put out a audio yeah. uh, promo on Twitter. Which I liked I, it. Loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's him you know, being innovative, which he has always done in the promo game. But this weekend, it... Connor's not going to lose, right? Connor can't lose again. It, like, what's going? Is Connor going to be? Is this the best Connor we've seen? What, what are you expecting out of Connor? Because whenever he's put on a show, it is awesome. And I assume this is going to be one of those weekends. Well, first of all, you just asked me like eight questions in one question. We need to tighten things up a little bit over there, Patrick. I know you were just on vacation, yeah. and so maybe just a little the bit rusty. Question, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and by the way, right. I, I get through. And whenever I do that, I'm giving all the lame answers that I know sure. you're potentially going to give to let you know, See, like, sure. hey, listen, get past this. Let's get a little bit of depth. <laughs> you can take that to your show. It might do a little bit better with that, actually. But Fair let's enough. get to that, Ariel. Shall we? Is okay. this going to be a okay, show okay, 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 out of Connor this um, weekend or not? It's really a pick and fight. I mean, last I checked, he's like a slight underdog right now, and that's probably Damn. because of yes, how even the, after uh, the second fight went. What's that? Even after that Twitter, um, the, the he had. Well, I mean, uh, I don't. I don't even know how to do. I was actually really impressed that he knew how to do those little audio things. It was very. Uh, it was very subtle. It was very effective. Yep, there it is, right over there. I mean, he's just the greatest the when it comes to this sort of thing. And I think a lot of fans have been waiting for this, Connor. You know, it's interesting. Um, the last couple times, oh, there it is. <laughs> sorry. I just, you know, there's this, I'm so sorry that happened, Ariel. You know, it's Zito no. back there and Foxy and all that. It was kind of like when Ric Flair's in the back of Aaron Rodgers talking about why football is a great sport. Ric Flair's in the background literally <laughs> testing, test driving a car. Yeah. Saying, you know, Pat McAfee. I'm Dr. McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> While a great answer was being given, you were giving a great answer right there, and we interrupted mm-hmm. it. Was I apologize for that? I want to let you know the show apologizes for that. But no, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. okay. I expect uh, nothing less. I mean, you're not even on cable. Let's be honest. You're just a digital guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, so it's really amazing clown? that you've made it this far. But listen, um, I have a great take that I wanted to share with all of you guys <laughs> that I haven't shared before. Oh. The last couple times that we've seen Connor in action it's almost been and I don't know how much you watch like the pre-fight press conferences and all that stuff it's almost been like he's he's this dignitary who's bigger than the sport and he has arrived on fight week to bestow the 
the the honor mm-hmm. of fighting him upon his opponent. He was like that with Donald Cerrone. He was like that in the last fight with Dustin Poirier. That guy is out the window. You could tell there's some genuine heat, some genuine animosity between the two. And this is what the fans have wanted. And this is what a lot of people feel like Connor needs to go back to. Stop acting like you are bigger than the sport because the truth is he is. But try to go to the mentality of the Connor of 2013, 14, 15, who was like, I want you. You're in my spot. I'm taking you down. I'm the new king. I'm going to cut your head off, all that stuff and more. And I feel like that Connor is coming back. So we'll get a great look into who that Connor is in front of us on Thursday at the press conference. He's done virtually no media. Like he's not in the countdown. He's not in embedded. He's really, you know, closing things up. He's kept the team very small. I think this should excite you if you're a Connor McGregor fan. And I think the trash talk and the face offs and all that stuff come Thursday, Friday is going to be great. So if it, if you want to come up with like a narrative story, it seems like the old Connor is back. And and I think that little audio clip that you guys so rudely interrupted me with well. is an indication that he is back as well. That's great news, and we did interrupt you with that. We apologize. To be honest, the fact that it worked is something we are very proud of. Maybe you should compliment us for the timing. Wasn't fantastic, but I ask this question a lot, and I'm a big Conor McGregor fan. Big Conor McGregor fan. I bet on him when he boxed uh, Floyd Mayweather. A lot, by the way. Oh, my God. I bet on him a lot of money, because I thought at that point... Connor Didn't you bet like a million or something? Were no. you the one who bet that? I would have won a million. Yeah, it was like thirty some grand or whatever. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, nine rounds. I yeah, was close dancing. <laughs> I was dancing, but I had so once much- a mark, always a mark. Well, bingo! I bet with my heart. I mean, that's why you know this, this whole thing works and goes. That whole thing. But I, I thought Connor in no way would take this unless he felt good about it because his he was rising in fame at that point in the the aura of Connor. I'm like, if he's signing up for this, he feels he has faith. And the odds were like plus. It was unbelievable. Huge. Like the right. the payout would have been awesome. It felt like a smart bet for me as a Connor McGregor fan. I always wondered, though, after you get like a billion dollars and proper does so well, the training you have to do for MMA, and I watched the Notorious documentary, was you got to just, what, wake up and get your fucking ass kicked. I don't know how you sign up for that when you have a yacht the size that Conor McGregor, you know what I mean? Like, I think that is a difficult thing. So if he comes back, I mean, I know the shoulder victory was awesome, but if he comes back and he's able to be devastating again, that's unbelievable mental strength that I would not have. I'd get way too comfortable, I think. Well, I, I feel like I have said this to you and maybe not. Um, the, the late, great Marvin Hagler once said that it's very hard to wake up at 5 a.m. to pound the pavement when you're waking up in satin sheets. And I think that's something that a lot of fighters and especially boxers, obviously MMA and UFC are a lot younger than the world of boxing, have dealt with. You, uh, you, know, you, you are very hungry. You are very eager. You are very motivated when you're you know, making – virtually no money and you're trying to get famous and notice and you want to live that life and then what happens when you become the champion of the world and you get all the riches and the fame and all that stuff that's when the decline starts and so he has you know he has experienced all that and he had ups and downs now some would argue all right he kind of you know he had rock bottom and then he you know he he had his moments and he came back up all this stuff he's only 32 he hasn't taken a ton of damage so i still think that like this notion that this is do or die for conor mcgregor to me is silly for two reasons number one MMA and the UFC in particular is not a meritocracy. He can lose this fight, win the next one, and they give him a title shot. Like there has to, I mean, He's people Conor have McGregor. gotten title shots off of losses. Like there has, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. And number two, he's still the biggest star and draw in the history of the game. And so it's a big fight. 
but it's not a do or die fight. Like he'll be around even if he loses. All right, I can't wait to watch it this weekend. Another fight that you announced, I believe, uh, Street Jesus Jorge Masvidal coming off. I believe. Is that weird that I could do that? This guy stinks. I don't know. Why are you doing that? What's going can on? You do, can you do this? Uh huh. Uh huh. Nailed it. Is that weird? Okay, I just wanted to know if that's weird. Is John Cena fighting Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? I need to know this. The, the streets want to know. No one cares. Uh, shut about the, any I, of the I mean, stuff. Can I, I get some They would never tell me that in a million years. Not but my country. He's running Fast Nine, isn't he? Isn't he running Fast oh, Nine? Oh, yeah. yeah. Crushing. Setting records. Fast Nine. Yeah, Fast yeah. Nine. I heard Can I just say the enjoyment that I get watching you on Friday Night SmackDown? I mean, you are so good. You, you really are, and uh, I think you're the best that they have by far. Don't I think you're the, arguably you're, you're the greatest color commentator guy. I'm, I, I have to say it. Have now to, you're setting awesome. me up for my a fucking kid. massive war right now. I think you know what I mean. Like you are, you're trying what? to. You know, my kids love you. They think you're hilarious. They love when you stand. They're always telling me why is he standing. It's so funny that he's dancing. You're sitting on Michael Cole's head. I mean, look, did they offer me, you know, Michael Cole's job, you know, to be the one-two punch with you? I can't confirm. I can't <laughs> but the point is, I didn't want to overshadow you. I didn't want to take that shot because Thank I you. know that you're so good. You're doing such a good job. I'm worried, though, when the fans arrive. You guys yeah. are going on the road. When is it? Next week or this week? Hey, Houston, 16th. Let's go. Next week. Yeah. 12,000, okay, so I guess, going to be in there. Woo! I'm worried that you're going to be off your game. So I want to let you know, like, crowd, hey, don't be nervous. Don't get, you know, don't get anxious. Hey, Ariel, I haven't been in the basement for two years, okay? Uh -uh. (laughs) I've been rocking crowds for a couple years now at this point. I cannot wait to get... I'm very worried about Rob and his kid who got the uh, seat right behind me. Oh, yeah. True. I am very worried about the seats behind the... Because those are... Those are expensive, and I mm-hmm. i don't know how I'm... I guess I'll be taking a knee yeah, along. Yeah. Oh, shit! Oh, no! Oh, no! And what are you going to do? Did you spill something on your computer? Oh, no, oh, not, again. not again. Not again! Oh, the motherboard died! Well, this is a nightmare, but I was just curious what Patrick and the team were going to do. Did the computer shut off, or was it never on? That's my question, because I just saw a black screen. What's happening? I want to sleep, because I've been in a conversation with you. Let's get to it. Hey, um, listen, this is your fault. Look, look how rattled you get. Look how rattled you get when a star is in front of you, when there's an actual superstar <laughs> in your presence. Look what happens. You just ruined a $4,000 computer. Oh, I, I ruined mean, it a couple of weeks ago, actually. This is just absolutely – this is kind yeah. of burying it even more. Yeah. That, that is what you saw is this – me and this computer had a great run. I think it is officially over. And this desk does need to be cleaned. It's a bit cluttered. But can I get another question in because you broke some news? Yes. Hey, Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal, coming back. He's either fighting Colby Covington, and that's the guy that everybody hates, right? And then, or he's fighting no. Nate Diaz. Jorge this is Ma- what he wants. Isn't Jorge Masvidal, Diaz, I mean, isn't that what we're all... Diaz! Isn't that what we're all looking for? Is Diaz and Masvidal? Isn't that kind of like the fight for that? The promotion of that would be fucking insane, wouldn't it? I mean, I feel like you botched this question as well. Uh, we're talking about Nick Diaz, Nate's older yeah. brother. Here, I read not- that in the thing. Yeah, I, I just saw yeah. it, Nate. Get off my ass. They both swam from, uh, uh, what's that? Alcatraz. Yeah, Alcatraz, Alcatraz, right? right. They're, they're, yeah. Diaz I mean, brothers. they're two different human beings, but I agree. nevertheless. I agree. Yeah. I agree. This is what he wants. Uh, he wants to fight in October, November. Colby's probably going to fight for the belt next against Kamara Usman. The Nick Diaz thing could happen. There's also the Leon Edwards fight out there. Leon Edwards is the guy who he gave the uh, the three-piece Minnesota to backstage a couple of years ago. In oh, fact, yeah. today is the two-year anniversary of his knockout 
against uh, one Ben Askren, the six-second knockout. It happened two years ago today. You didn't know about it. You were watching MMA. You're kind of a Johnny Cumberland when it comes to the sport. Wow. But I just want Fun to fact! You are wrong, my friend. Fun <laughs> fact! I actually asked Ben Askren, direct question I asked him before the fight, you ever worried about just a flying knee coming in? <laughs> Legit. Is that on, true? Is it, that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, on yeah. record. Foxy, pull up the clip. I want receipts. Hold on. We got to get to a break. Chris Mad Dog Russo and Mad Dog Unleashed is on the that? other side of uh, this. It, the channel's name. He's a legend in there. Legend. Sports talk world. We <laughs> His show will be better than ours. We'll see him in Yana. Sirius XM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio. <laughs> okay, anyways. I legit called it. Oh, Wait. is that how this works? You just you could just keep going, huh? YouTube, dude. Yeah, this is called uh, being an actual independent. Okay. Wow. Yeah, You're yeah. not independent. This, You're not independent. This is you what can't it's... come on there and say, oh, I saw a line on such and such sports book. I won't mention their name. I'm not going to do that to you. You can't do that. Stop pretending like you're truly independent when you're not. I have partners. I have business partners, but I'm the one making the deals, not the company I work for. Yeah, when you go on shows, too, you How don't do you have to know? ask anybody. How do you know? You ain't doing shit. I saw BT Sport promoting the shit out of you. you yeah. Is that you making those deals with BT Sport? You're the one selling the partnerships? Get out of here, Ariel. <laughs> Get out of here. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not one to talk about, you know, my, my comings and goings, my business dealings. All I'll say is you're not the only power player in the sports media <laughs> business. So the next time they do a little write-up about how Patrick McAfee is changing the game. Hey, Marshan, line one, guess what? I'm not picking up you, Jabron. I'm too busy talking to Richard Dyche. I don't know Marshan at all, but I assume you have a little bit of a beef with him. Yeah, I know. I know. He just botched. He just botched the story so bad. He said I was going to another place, and then, in classic fashion, doesn't update the story. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't actually come out and say where I'm going. He botched it. And ran away. I gave him crap for it. But I get it. When you're a star as big as me, when you move mountains like I do, you want to be first. And for a lot of these guys, being first is more important than being right. I get it. You do the apology on page A18. Okay. You break the news on A1, even if it's right or wrong. Right. Journalism 101. Okay, we get it. All right. <laughs> this is going to happen. This happens. Welcome to the world. I'm Marshawn. Probably just going off the information he was told. I don't know him personally, but I like What's up eat. with the computer? Give me an update. I'm, I'm actually feeling very guilty about that. Well, you got me all excited about fucking Houston Smackdown, dude. I, it's We're back. You gotta put, here we go. Here we back. go. Look at this. I'm going to type into the... Just Houston. like the Canadian. It's a little sticky. Put yes. it in a little rice. In a little rice. Get the little bucket. Do the rice thing. It works like a charm. It actually does work, by the yeah. way. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The new iPhones, though, you can just toss them in a drink. Lil yeah. Wayne told me that, didn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he just yeah. eating champagne, champagne oh, yeah. on it. Dropping it in there. Hey, now that I'm uh, you know, free and clear and the shackles are off, what about Helwani joins this? Like, what about in-studio Helwani takeover for the week? You're out doing your thing. Imagine Helwani taking over the show for a week. I mean, we could talk dollars and cents, but if it all makes sense, <laughs> wouldn't that be big numbers? I mean, probably not. I mean, we could just look at your shit, see what the numbers are going to be, right? I mean, that's pretty yep. pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty big, dog. <laughs> They're yeah. going to be pretty big. And we already have a focus group, don't we? we yeah. Oh, have, yeah. We have a case study. You know, we kind of have that all, don't we? You, oh, you guys did that. You did a little reconnaissance? I mean, on everybody, we have to, because what you were talking about with the sports media game and everything like that, I feel like the announcements that you made and my announcements will be a little bit different. I think there will oh, be. Oh, you've got announcements coming up. I mean, there's potential announcements. What do we got? A lot more commas, I think, than I could ever imagine. Uh, and, uh, you gave you gave, gave Hilwani a little bit of a stiff arm there, huh? Yeah. So, so I was part of them plans, and then I got cut out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wow. pal. No, it was. I did really want to figure it out. 
with you. Tell us. Break the news right here. Where are you going? No. What's up next? Listen, I have like two calls today, actually. I, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's like a... I'm doing a lot of calls, a lot of calls, a lot of calls, a lot of tank tops on calls. Remember, remember the time that I was told I couldn't come on the show and you called me and <laughs> didn't tell me that we were on air? I mean, you, you, I mean, I did some tell kind you, of friend. Every some time. kind so of friend. You you're live. Yeah, you're live. You're, you're live. live. That's bullshit. We're live. No we're live. Yeah, what is that supposed to mean? I'm not. What is that supposed to mean? We're, we're live here? what? what? We're live in my living room? We're, 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 we're live in your basement with, uh, every single time. We're the brand. What are we live with? I don't know what we're talking about. Hey, you remember he showed up to you. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I didn't show him. I was the only here. one who picked up. I was the only one who picked up. I mean, you had some of those other guys who were begging to be back. I just laid low. And I know the <laughs> game that you were playing. Oh, we're not going to come crawling back. Meanwhile, numbers tank. You come crawling back. I mean, it's, an, it's, a, it's a story as old as time. You're the best, dude. You're the absolute well, best. Well, I, I missed you guys, you know. And uh, actually, I was going to give you guys the exclusive, but you didn't want to have me on the phone. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that when it all went down? That's when it all went down, yeah. Congrats, man. Do you think I did a good thing? Do you, or do you think my career is going to go I, in the toilet I think now? you made the right move. I, I, I literally could not, because I know you've got kids and a family and everything. I couldn't in good faith put together something that I thought was like smart. I'm very happy with everything, that, the way it rolled out with for you. I'm very pumped for you. I think you I appreciate. You keep that independence a little bit. Maybe you'll be able to show some personality. Because you remember, they had you working sidelines of games. and you. Got, I wasn't even allowed on the sidelines. Yeah. He, was he was up, up in, in a the chief yeah. seat. Yeah. Hey, how, how was that shot in the third quarter? Thanks. Back to you guys. <laughs> Back you know to what you. I mean? Hey, are you going to be in Vegas in August for a little uh, thing I like to call a summer slam? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I will, yeah. Be, Hell I will yeah. be there. I will be there. And why are you going to be there? Maybe I'll see you there, Patrick. Ooh. <laughs> are you going to SummerSlam Diner? Oh, a little exclusive, huh? Ariel Hawani going there. Hey, how about the fact that here I am, biggest UFC event of the week of the year, excuse me, uh, in Las Vegas. I'm in I'm in the cave and yet I'll be at SummerSlam. I mean, you talk about the show of shows. You talk about Hawani putting his, you know, flag in the ground and letting you know what's worthy of me coming out of the cave. I'll leave it at that. I feel like you should be at that fight this weekend. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That press conference is going to be pretty good, I assume. Big. Is he? You're thinking though, which Connor you think we're getting? We're getting the hungry one. Is that the throw the bottles and hate everybody? No, no. I just think the fired, fired up Connor, the 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 trash talking Connor. Like no one okay, wants good. to see the Connor who's exchanging gifts and hugging and doing all that stuff. No one wants to see that Connor. These guys don't like each other. We're watching cage fighting here, right? I mean, it's good sometimes. and I think it was good for him to do that when he was trying to get back on track. He had a really bad 2019 and, and the incident in Brooklyn and all that. But you want to see the, the Connor that everyone fell in love with heel. was Connor's, you know, circa 2013, 14. But he was he was heel, but he was like the lovable. He was like it was the more rock. of a stone cold type of heel, right? Like he was like the, the heel that you want to get behind. Not like X-Pac heel. Certainly did not have X-Pac heat. I mean, no one wants X-Pac heat, right? <laughs> why, why are you going to problem with one, two, three, going on? I mean, it's X-Pac heat, right? I mean, like, that's that's a real thing. <laughs> what the fuck this guy? Are, are, am, am, am I wrong? I mean, like, there's there's certain guys. Hey, Sean Waltman's been very good to me. <laughs> no, but that's a term, right? Is that not a term, X-Pac heat? I mean, I'm trying to think of it now. Go What's away, that? Heat. I've heard good. I, I've never heard that. I got a lot of people tweeting me that uh, when I first went into NXT that I had go away Heat. This this Heat is not a X-Pac good Heat. heat. No, nah, see, I've never heard Xbox. I, I legitimately have never heard it. Serious? Yeah, I didn't I'm, make that up. I'm not around enough though. You know what I mean? I'm not around enough to hear. Is that on the internet? I feel like I'm pretty dialed into the internet wrestling community. I mean, it's a term from way back in the day. For example, uh, when I see Kevin Owens on my television, 
X-Pac Heat changed the channel. It's a Canadian. What is your Yo, deal? What? That's a, he's in the money in the bank, by the Come way. Come on. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Not only Canadian, Montrealer. Yeah, him and Sami Zayn just beat the living yeah, dog shit out of each other. Putting his body right. on the How line for months now. I mean, uh, I mean, I feel like I've seen that match now 45 times. <laughs> well, that is an interesting thing. <laughs> I mean, how many times? How many times are we going to see Apollo Crews and Big E? I mean, like, can we switch things up? Not enough. Well, Big E's in line for the Intercontinental. Big E, though, also, by the way, in Money in the Bank. This whole thing could change here in a couple weeks. Are you kidding me? In Fort Worth? What an idiot. I'll just say, you see, you're surprised that I said that about Kevin Owens. There's a backstory there. But I'll just say that just when you think you have all the answers, Patrick, I changed the question. Yeah, all right. There we go. Yeah, you're a fucking loser. You need to get Aziz <laughs> in the Show some respect. Commander Aziz. Yeah. Commander Aziz. That, that's a good... I like that character. Oh, yeah. hey. He's the best. He walked... They did the uh, coronation, the gold medal, or the medal of honor or freedom coronation. He was standing up on that platform. He looked, when I was from where I was sitting, he looked 45 feet in the air. He had to bend over to get that medal. Yeah. He did a full hamstring stretch on... He, he is... is um, Massive. Who's tall? Who's taller? Him or uh, is it almost? Almost. So, almost the um, he was a basketball player at USF. I actually met him when he was just training, like yeah. just starting to train. Yeah. And I remember going up. That's the biggest guy I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I think he is. I, but Aziz, let's not get. Hey, let's. He's an athlete too. He had a great match a couple weeks ago. Have a little respect. Yeah, no. Seven feet. No, three. Good. I've been watching every week. My kids love it. I've really gotten into it these days. Uh, SmackDown considerably better than Monday Night Raw, let's be honest. A little shorter, a little more digestible. Uh, shout out to Jimmy Smith. I think he's doing a tremendous job. MMA guy coming over to the uh, the Raw announce team. And you, I mean, you have just added a lot. I mean, Thanks. look, I'll, my only complaint, if we'll I could be again. honest, is like, for God's sakes, I mean, if I have to see Shinsuke and Baron Corbett oh. go up one more time, if I have to see, Wait, like, they we they you drag Boogs into this, yeah. that's they the end of it. every week. What are you talking matches every week. So he's trying style. to get the crown back. It's a battle, dude. They're mad at each other. Fuck Same me. matches every week. I'm a big fan of Nikki Cross. I like her gimmick with the whole Almost superhero, superhero thing. Yeah. Very, very good. I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm hey, loving by the way, very internet wrestling community of you to come out on the side of Nikki Cross, the almost superhero, because the internet wrestling community buried that. Then they heard it was Nikki Cross's idea. They're oh, it's oh, a great idea. idea. Uh, so that's probably you. By the way, that was exactly. Wow. Oh, yeah. That no, was, no, no, no. If what we know mind. anything about Ariel, that is exactly what well, that was. Well, you think I pander to the internet community? Oh, yeah. They want to play constantly. Wow. Oh, I tell them what's what. I set the standard. I set the tone, and they follow my lead. You're a thermometer, my friend. I'm a thermostat. Take it easy. All right. Wow. Wow. What do you got? Habs. Hey, Habs in seven. Not, not a chance. Yeah, hey, right. So, are you covering the WWE for BT Sport? I think I saw WWE in there. What does that mean? Are you writing? Are you blogging? Are you video? Yeah, what are you doing? Am I blogging? I mean, are you kidding me? You're talking about the face now of that. You know what BT Sport is, right? <laughs> BT Sport is is the home of World Wrestling Entertainment in Europe, in the UK, to be specific. But I view them as a global brand. They are the best when it comes to promos for UFC. Their UFC promos are tremendous. They do tremendous stuff when it comes to WWE. Also, EPL, which is soccer. We call that soccer here. Football over there, Excuse overseas. Me. And the Footy. one thing you have to understand <laughs> about me yeah. boxing on, as well dude. is I'm an international guy. I'm not like you guys who kind of are a big deal in West Virginia and Iowa. I'm known internationally. I'm Mr. Worldwide, okay? BT Ariel is the kind of guy who's opening doors and breaking barriers. Hold on. Hold on, you. Hold on. Here's Jared in Canada. Jared, what's going on in Canada, pal? 
What's going on, Pat and the boys? Hey, how many of your friends listen up there in Canada? Is there like more than one, or are you the only one up there? Oh, no, dude, we all listen to you guys. Oh, so, oh, Thank you so much. I mean, there's a fucking loser from Canada that we're talking to right now that said nobody listens to us outside of West Tell Virginia. Them. Tell them, Jared. Tell them how big I am in Canada. Tell them what happens when I cross the border and everything stops and they all sing the national anthem in my honor. Tell them. Well, actually, uh, I actually want to ask Gump why he was so turned on us Canadians, really. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what he just said. What did he say? He doesn't even sound like a Canadian. What he said was, Ariel, shut the fuck up. Okay, I got a question for Gumpy. (laughs) I cannot believe that. I cannot believe what happened to you from a Canadian. That calling into our show, West Virginia, Iowa, Mm -hmm. Canada. Mm -hmm. We got an art in Estonia, maybe Uh calling. I mean, Mexico, Pepe, Mexico. I mean, it's been an international show. Over a long time, we're a small regional show. That's how we were described by one particular executive in a very large, prominent place. But but I'm just saying. Tell us. Tell us about that story. Go ahead. I mean, it was was an article. (laughs) You know, an article was written. Some things were said, so, you know, I had to think about it. But I just want to let you know, I'm Mm -hmm. sure BT Sport is going to have to introduce you to everybody that they – you know, their audience and their viewers from there because the basement dwelling that you've been in hasn't been international. That's no, going to be weird, yeah. We are very thankful that you're becoming an international presence mm-hmm. because the world deserves Ariel Hilwan. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, nobody knows you there, but I'm happy that people are going to get to learn about you, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you the Patriots are a joke. They're quaking in their boots. They're crumbling <laughs> over there. Oh, All of a sudden, people are demanding trades. The Bills are winning the AFC East. They're going to waltz into our head if the Chiefs actually make it, and we're going to win the AFC Championship, and then we're going to waltz into the Super Bowl and finally bring that championship, that Super Bowl, that Lombardi oh. Trophy to Buffalo. Now, uh, as far as the Canadians are concerned, they're going to win in seven. I already established that. The New York Knicks are on the come up, and my Toronto Blue Jays are about to lay the smackdown on the AL East. Not it's all coming up here, Wani. Good luck Tampa, right? the Red Sox. Yeah. Aren't they the Tampa Blue Jays? Or no, Buffalo, Buffalo right now. Blue Jays. Okay, Buffalo, all right? Get with it. And oh, what did, uh, you see how it all comes together for me? Oh, oh, Canada didn't let them play. Where do they go? They don't go to, they don't go to Dunedin. They don't go to stupid Tampa. They go where? Year. To Buffalo, Different home of the year. champions. The 916. Is it the 916? you loser. I mean, this is unbelievable. How do you just bobble all of this? I don't know. I've actually only been to Buffalo once in my life. (laughs) (laughs) My good friend Jonathan Feliciano of the Buffalo Bills has invited me. Yes, he's invited me to a game. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Next year I will be there, and they're going to win, and I'm going to rally the troops, and I'm going to tell them, men, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Remember who said that? Who's who got it that? better than us, dude? Nobody. Nobody. Every coach I've ever played for said that, by the way. <laughs> just Marv, said. Levy. Marv Levy said that. Hey, what about the CFL coming back? Hey, the yeah, IFL, too. Not. The Rock's Thanks bringing it back. Rock, Come on, dude. <laughs> no, he's not. The Rock's not bringing it back. The Rocks with the X. Ex- I mean, Super do you League. even host do you the even sports? Oh, oh, the XFL and the CFL are. You don't know. No, they're in talks. Home. And maybe next Coming season. Coming home. Tell CFL the Rock is coming home. Hey, England's going to win tomorrow as well. They're beating Denmark, and they're going to finally bring it home for the first time since 1968. Big England mark over here as well. Nothing to do with them doing well. I've been on that bandwagon since 1982. Of course, yeah. The Queen. Pinky's up, huh? Good deal you just signed? Mm-hmm. We can afford unicorn cups now in the household. My, my okay? <laughs> How many years did you get locked down? Did you sign like for a long time? Has that been publicly known or no? Uh, the beauty of this whole situation is 
because I am my own boss, I come and go as I please. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Helwani LLC is thriving and surviving, Patrick. How long are you going to keep me on this damn show? I mean, is the, are the ratings so bad that you have to keep me on for an hour? Golly. Ladies and gentlemen, Ariel Helwani. Yeah! Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. It's great to be back in the saddle with the boys and the guests, and Ariel coming on is always fantastic. Tomorrow we got a big show, big news to be had, big conversations to break. Go ahead and switch those two opposite, obviously. Let's have a goddamn Tuesday. I can't wait for Minyana. Hashtag end the pod squad. Keep that thing going. Can't thank you enough. Be a friend. Tell a friend, Ty. Please play some independent. Hey, by the way, Ty, congrats on getting married. Welcome back. And please play some independent music to propel these people into a beautiful Tuesday. We're back, Minyana. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Cheers.